0: you know what i'm saying now to all those out there trying or is thoroughly representing the hip-hop way of life bring it on Yeah, we back on the map for real yeah. we be the ones know your bb gun can't pierce my force field no. ninja suit disguised generals blood spilling filling up olympic size swimming pools with attitudes. when we swing you better think quick no it ain't a thing y'all get extinguished
1: i'm a delinquent who can't think straight or focus drank from the red river and ate some locusts. Yeah. self-titled magic most in the Dutch Master. speed the song up shouty you'll get faster it really sucks that you're a rapper but that's okay the for you, my cat won't spray, so pass the Jose. Queer hey. vote and prepare for the Rubik's Cuban singing baritone at the concerto. I am God's reincarnation director, changing from a flea to a red hot chili pepper. <laughs> so who's a hot stepper when you can't walk on lava or get stretched out like spaghetti basta, We got heavy choppers yep. and some tree chippers, uh-huh. paper shredders that shape heads to a weak critter. Oh. This is the city of Tampa, we speak Florida grandma, I'll send a card to your grandma with a heart and some handcuffs. Ooh. So how you so damn tough? Put your hand up and get a high five with a hand. Go oh,
0: get to boot, I'll kill everyone Back on the map ha, 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 ha. Hey, 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 hey. Watch me float, step back and left my mic get to boot, I'll kill everyone Back on the map ha, 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 ha. Hey, 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 hey. Watch me float, step back and left my mic Yo, cold. it's a cold, cold world, but I don't own the Averex So I break tape decks and live paycheck to paycheck This for all y'all idiot, that filet is dumb hot Catch me in the ass, i driving up and down, yo now I crush your system, rappers talk But why should I still diss them? Hold tight This is the last time I battle Your wife is on my too many cats be acting Screaming, talking sheep when y'all can't afford to speak That's why y'all three I'm a deep and None of them got released, you think you run it? I run up sunny kids like vampire punishment Jump inside the to hit the blood again Dumb hot mumbling, y'all sound redundant Word after word and y'all steady saying that if from the whack rappers, wacko rappers who still frontin' Hide your face and racial demo tape <laughs> I'll kill everyone
2: I'm recording. No, you're not. We're not even live yet. It's fine, dude. This yeah. is what people tune into my feed for to get the before the before.
3: Oh, so you've been giving people exclusive sneak previews to every episode. And you're drinking a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Motherfucker.
2: Yeah, I like that shirt. That shirt goes hard, bro. You see that shirt? That Mark has on?
4: Nah. He's yeah. not on the
2: video right now. Yo, peep it when he comes back, bro. <laughs> I'll peep
4: it. I'll peep it out. Dude. Put my glasses on. You
2: know what I'm saying? I'm about to go get my glasses too, bro. All
3: right, now we're ready to go. Y'all yeah, like that shirt? Thank you. It's it's pops on the live stream here. So we got a lot of shit that we're going to talk about today. And we also, I've I've surprised you guys. Since this is our first live stream ever that we're officially planning on doing, hopefully every other Tuesday, I thought we would do something fun and different. So I have a rotating group of people that are going to jump on the show. Some you may be familiar with, some you definitely haven't met yet. We're going to be live by ourselves for the first half an hour or so. And then we're going to start to bring people in and out. And maybe we'll even get some live chatters to join in.
2: Yeah, I saw there's there's a bunch of people in the chat, bro. There's 16 people waiting. Holy shit.
3: We got people chatting already.
4: Is there a smokable homunculus?
0: <laughs> mm, is
3: that the first topic?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we could do that.
4: I mean, we could smoke one? Like, dude, th- have you ever seen that movie, How High? Where- Mark, you you, smoke your boy, dude. <laughs> you just
2: got a copy of Jenny Fleck, right? Uh.
4: Wait, was that professional? Yeah. Change the topic style. Yeah, I have
2: it. I have you it.
4: Book,
2: dude? you got that from from Michael? Yeah, bro. That that book is worth a lot of fucking money, dude. I know,
4: like a lot of money. Wait, Juan, are you are you do you do you do this to your friends and family at all times? Just change the topic like that? Ninety degrees. Yeah, we're
3: starting right now, so we'll talk about this in a second. Let's make sure that we're yeah, we're live. <laughs>
0: Can you hear the motorcycles behind me, baby? And that's
3: perfect timing because I'm greased up. I got gasoline pumping in my veins, and I'm ready for the first ever Illuminati confirmed live stream here on the My Family thinks I'm Crazy podcast. And I got my number one co host of all time with me, my main man hitting the slopes hard, Chris Price.
0: Hello, <laughs> motherfucker. And then
3: my main man down south, the gator homunculologist
0: himself. Wan Ayala.
2: Illuminati confirmed.
0: Can I get a oh, yeah.
2: What's going on? <laughs>
0: Gotta get rid of those buttons.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hit all the fucking buttons, bro. Yo, they're saying so, no sound? What's going I'm on? I'm so
3: glad that Juan recorded it, because I just realized that we didn't have sound. But that's okay. This is our first live stream. Yeah, they can't We're, hear us, Mark. Series. They can hear us now. I just recorded fixed it. Because I just I, realized that we it didn't now. have sound. But that's they should okay. Be able to hear this is our first delay with the chat, you know, so that we'll we'll make sure listen we're <laughs> off to a rocky start okay we're off to a rocky start but can you ask for a better hosted intro than that i just did a see look there you go thank you so much so Our people are here. You just went hard in the paint
2: in that intro, bro. I'm going to give you that. You went fucking hard in the paint just now for no (laughs) fucking reasons. (laughs) No, you recorded it, Juan. I recorded it. I recorded it. Thank goodness.
3: Okay, cool. I just went hard in the paint. Everybody saw it. Nobody heard it. If you were wondering, I just did a Joe Biden impression. So anyways, here we are on Illuminati Confirmed. Doing a live stream, Illuminati we're gonna. Illuminati
0: confirmed.
3: We're gonna be coming to you twice a month now from here on out, and we're hopefully gonna do every episode live, depending on the guest and the scheduling. We'll hopefully be able to do it here on Tuesdays. Tuesdays will be our night. What do you think about that, Juan? Chris.
2: Sounds like a plan, bro. Was my idea, so it's fucking awesome. <laughs>
4: Dude, there must be some in Florida that makes people just fucking Looney Tunes, dude. <laughs> it
2: is. It's the energy field here by the Bermuda. There's a reason the Bermuda Triangle. Just, just a yeah. tip. It's right <laughs> off the coast of Florida. And if is you're that not prepared, t- that's
4: Florida's like a, a saying, just the tip. That was good, <laughs> just just the tip of the, just the tip down there is uh in the Bermuda Triangle. I heard this the other day, it goes uh, they thought instead of like what off the coast on the east coast, it might go over to the west coast or something of Florida. Mm. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? The, the Bermuda Triangle, the Bermuda Triangle, yeah. Well, it goes.
2: It's off the coast of Miami, but the point being that it that it puts out a certain type of energy. You feel me? So if mm. you're not prepared, it does give you mental Illness. illnesses, yeah. and that's the Florida man they can't take. in. they're just like oh, wow. they're like they're like Mark at the beginning, like
4: let's get ready to
2: like 100 percent all the fucking time. Which you don't. You can't be 100 percent all the time, bro. Man, right. Do you
4: think? Do you guys think that Hulk, like the Hulk? Was kind of a homunculus, like a Florida type homunculus, like a green
2: one. Bro, what's with you in the homunculus topic, dude? Are you like, this is, this is, you always bring it up. We always Not, go back to the homunculus, dude. Yeah, no, we're no, about no, to be no.
3: homunculus confirmed, a new podcast.
4: <laughs> no
2: reason. You
3: know
4: what I mean? No reason. Well, <laughs> no
3: reason. I could see, I could see that the whole kind of could be like a golem or something, or even a yeah, like
4: thing. A homunculus that lives inside you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well,
3: we all have homunculus that live inside of us. All right. Really? Well, let's switch gears because the queen died, and she's not she our queen. A she's not our queen, but she's Chris's queen because Chris was born in her land. You were born on her property, bro. So how do you feel about your queen bee uh, dying? Now the hive is being led by some fucking fat-handed dude named King Charles. First of all,
4: how dare you? And bow down. <laughs> and you might bow down to your queen, dude. You know what I'm saying? Wait, like, what do you? What'd you say that you were born where, Chris? What? Yeah, Chris was born in the in the
3: British territory, dude.
4: No, it's a U.S. territory.
3: <laughs> oh, you lived in a British territory for some time.
4: Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Right. Which was where? Montserrat. Where's that? In the Caribbean.
2: Wow, dude, you, you're you a Illuminati compare. You're a lizard person. Mm. Yeah. You're the homunculus of the queen, dude. What? That should mm-hmm. be the new, that should be our new thing.
5: Mm-hmm. Like
2: a live, come tune in, live homunculus. It's right crazy here. though. Yeah. I
4: mean, this this woman did like, right? She did like, basically like kind of like, my question is like, right, She she ran the world, right? Supposedly, but do you do it? Is it through like, like business like because a lot of people say oh the, the the queen runs the world through like america pays tax to her she owns you know oil drilling rights and mineral rights and all these things and stuff and it's like um you know like maybe east india corporation which was the name of the company i was looking for on the last podcast i couldn't remember it's like maybe they just legitimized in their in certain business you remember at the end of godfather immobilari Oh, no. you bitches haven't even seen it. Bro, this. is that you're that old, dude. You gotta remember me and Mark are in our 20s still, dude. We're not like yeah. 57. Yeah, dude. So the end of the godfather, you fucking pussy. <laughs> because you're a fucking bitch if you haven't seen the godfather.
3: We're That's live on like YouTube, bit. okay? Watch the language.
4: All right, so you fucking vagina. If you haven't seen it, the get at the end of the <laughs> strike. <laughs> they get uh they get into business. They get the mob gets so big that they get into business with the uh, Catholic church, the Vatican. And it's like that, the company they start is called the Mobilari. That's not a conspiracy either. That's real life. Exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, Camorra uh, or what, whatever they're called, and the S- Sicilians and stuff. It's like, you got to think that shit is pretty, like, I mean, fucking powerful people, like, n- you know, rub shoulders, like anywhere in time mm. and space, right? So, I mean, if you're in like Rome... And you're like a ill businessman or like super high up in the church. Like, I don't know. Maybe you guys are eating the same steak restaurant or some shit, you know? what? Up, you know? Mm. Maybe you guys are pedophiling the same children. You know? Who knows? You know? Jeez Louise. <laughs> Let's well,
2: not talk about that on it.
3: Speaking here. of which, we got our first Illuminati confirmed story that I want to present to you guys. Illuminati okay. confirmed. Okay. I'm going to share this in the chat. Juan, you're going to have to screen share it for me so that way the no, stream... No can see it because i can't screen share if i'm also streaming so uh you're gonna have to share screen share this for us buddy and uh yeah, you know a lot of people have been getting all turned up and mad lately. they putting it. The, <laughs> we the, can't show this. Yes, dude. we can. The tra- <laughs> we'll block. Just block out the nips, okay? A lot of people have been getting pissed off lately because of the trans agenda, and I, for one, think that it's a little overblown. Kind of like this teacher's fake tits. Juan, can you please share the screen?
2: Shout out to Siren1, sorry out of here, really nasty lang, shut the fuck up, you get bitch. the fuck out of here. Juan, what uh, are you doing, Juan? Just... Ignore that. Pl-
3: share the screen, please. Alright, here we go. Yeah, this is Illuminati confirmed. What do you expect? We're gonna curse a little bit, okay? It just, all these Christians think that they're gonna come and fucking hang out with this show. Listen, we accept all, alright, but if you can't hang with the language... Go listen to another show. Anyways, so Why what do you guys think we're all Christians? Like, What do you think like, of this? What do you think yeah. of this, Chris? We got this Canadian high school teacher oh. who I, I think is being a little bit uh, facetious with this transition. I don't think that this is about their sexuality. I think they're trying to buck... The Get system. Out of here
2: with that photo, dude! <laughs> I don't want to. show it.
3: Yeah, that's fine. We can show that there. <laughs> oh my. This is this a, a this is a woodshop teacher. This is a woodshop teacher.
4: It looks like she's honestly double pregnant.
3: But the the school system can't do anything to stop them. Juan, can you stay on the paragraph so I could actually read it? Oh, sorry. That's all right. Uh, Can
4: you know how many students just transferred to that school?
3: (laughs) So, a male Ontario high school shop teacher has transitioned into a woman who now sports what is presumably the most enormous bust in Canada. Can you scroll past uh, the image you're trying to hide, Juan? It's not a big deal. I've seen this on other YouTube channels. Uh, Canadian high school teacher. Uh, is reported by the feminist outlet. Uh, well, we don't care what they say. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think this guy is pretty smart. He's trying to uh, he's smart, expose expose the, you know, just absolute <laughs> absurdity that's going on in these schools by leaning into it.
4: Yikes. If that's smart, dude, count me out.
3: Speaking of leaning, I wonder all... How how much leaning goes on in, in class with those huge tits in front of the saw there? You gotta be oh, careful man, how you're those, leaning, dude. Look dude, at look that. At
2: those <laughs> sweater puppies, bro. Where, where, where were the teachers like this
4: when I was in school?
2: Well, it
3: is, you know the, what I mean? it is a guy. This is a Yo, guy. Yo, Juan.
4: <laughs> just let Mark let him keep talking, dude.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought, you know, we should show this. What do you guys think? Is this guy Illuminati confirmed? Do you think he's doing this for the greater good, or is he just another nutcase that's unfortunately teaching children? Yeah,
2: good tro- think- like
4: great trolling activity, dog. Mm. Think he's
2: doing it for the clout, you- bro. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the for the clout. He's just he's doing it for the clout, bro. He's like, I'm gonna get a following on on Twitter now. I'm gonna. I'm going to get a start only OnlyFans. I don't know, bro. I think it's.
4: Listen. There's a dude that already did that on Instagram. This guy that's like this crazy skateboarder guy. And he got like block letters tattooed across his forehead. And he's like balding his huge, huge fake tits and stuff. It's crazy, dude. And his account is literally him like talking about smoking meth and like yelling at the camera and stuff. It's like, so I think basically what's happening is like, yeah, some people are just like, they just want attention and like, like that's it, you know? And so like, you know, it's understandable obviously, but like they'll go to any lengths to get it, you know, like the whole like Takashi six, nine shit. It's just like, it's like, it's cause think about this dude, like with the internet, think about how big your belly flop has to be for anyone to care. And they're only going to care for fucking one afternoon, you know, generally. Right. It's like, I guess some people have made like careers out of it by making it so like abrupt, loud in your face, like, but like your high school shop teacher shouldn't get the biggest tits in on earth. <clears throat>
2: the way I see it is, listen, you can worship Cthulhu for all I care. You can put whatever you can insert, whatever you want in your own body. My whole thing is keep the kids out of it. So I don't want my kid going to school. And obviously he's not going to learn anything. Focus on those big old titties like that <laughs> oh, because my. You can't even see what's on the desk. (laughs) So I say I respect anybody's decision to do whatever they want to do. If they want to, again, do whatever, just don't push it upon the children and don't push it upon anybody else. And as long as you don't hurt yourself or others, hey, you know, get the biggest titties you Mm. could
4: fit anywhere. and,
3: And people listening are like, what the hell does this have to do with the Illuminati? Well, Hang with there's us a, here, folks. There's an
4: agenda here to break up the the the, the, what, the what they say the family structure, <laughs> the
3: nuclear family, yeah, yeah nuclear
4: family. Yeah. Right, Who
3: knows? it's a distraction. It's a distraction from what's really going on, which is processing plants being burnt down, ranches being bought up, ranchers being uh, taken out of business because of federal regulations that make no sense and have no scientific or practical uh, sound reasoning. They're just putting them in place to nix the competition, get the small guy out. That's why Bill Gates is buying up all this land. So, you know, as much as I'm like, oh, yeah, let's learn about who the Illuminati is and what kind of rituals they're doing, there's this turn of the coin of like, well, what are we going to do about it? And I think the most important thing we can do is recognize that they're putting our attention here like a sleight of hand trick to so we're not focusing on what they're doing with their other hand. And what they're doing with their other hand they're is fondling themselves buying up all hand. the property. And so that's what oh. we need to be doing. We need to come together. Get an Illuminati-confirmed compound, okay?
0: Illuminati-confirmed. We'll,
3: we'll farm, we'll ranch, and we'll invite people to join the Illuminati at our ranch. And then Bill Gates, you know, he'll be our competitor at that point. And we'll just put him out of business because we'll sell the best
4: beef. Meanwhile, he sends drones packed with explosives over to our houses. <laughs> I'm just thinking of
3: solutions, Chris. You yeah. could sit there and be a naysayer all day. Sounds we're, like a terrible fucking idea. We're coming bro. up with solutions
4: here. You know what kind of
1: lizards would join that? They're like,
4: it's a great idea. <laughs> like, no, the wrong people are here. You know what
2: I've always wondered, dude? When when they're coming up with all these policies and all these Look things. At
4: Mark's face, do, they,
2: do they actually sit in a room and... With their lizard friends, and they just like what do they? They lick their eyeballs. Like let's see how to just put that in there. Yeah, go ahead and put it that. It's like let's have a. Let's have, how how Eddie Bravo talks about. It. It's like the guy the guy that came up with the with the food. Not just a food shortage, a baby food shortage. That guy got like a a gold medal that day. You think that they sit around in this? in oh, a, a man, circle man. Bro. you know what I mean and come up with like the craziest most devious ways to to mess with humanity and the population and all this stuff
4: like hey, you think they do that bro hey you know when you're a little kid and you're at school and you do real good they give you a gold star and then you know if you go high enough up into the military rankings you get a gold star <laughs> it's weird man it's almost like yeah you think it's like this kind of weird pre-programming to like yeah, I mean it could be a good little boy follower or shit like that.
2: I think I think you're onto something. What if it's what if it's what Crowley said, bro? We're all stars. And imagine when you get to that highest point, you become a star. But then that wouldn't work because space is is fake and gay. So I don't, I don't know.
4: Rock stars are the highest form of human, though, mm. if you think about it. My buddy wrote this little uh, this little like diagram of power. And it for this magazine like 15 years ago. Shout out to Nick Lipton and
2: Yeah, shout out to Nick Nipton. Yeah. yeah,
4: Nick Nipton. Shout out. And he said, uh, you know, think about it, because you got the rock stars. Like, there's 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 like athletes. I guess there's different divisions of athletes where you might like if you're quarterbacks, one thing, you know. But the highest of high of all these things is like like surfing's pretty high, dude. You can make mad money, you travel around, you got best looking women on planet earth, they're always at a beat, right? The highest of hot F1 race. Highest of hot Elon Musk. The highest of hot rock stars. Do you think they have women like the one that we just saw? I think they throw away women like that out Tuesday. old biddies like that? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and keep them sometimes, too, because I bet they get weird. You know, what hey. saying?
3: I think you're just straight up wrong, dude. <laughs> you're just wrong, like that. Who d- Nick Nipton? You're wrong, brother. Shout out to you, but you're so, wrong. How
4: dare you? You haven't seen the diagram. <laughs> Yo, hit him up second right ball. now, bro. Let's
2: get him on Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> right second bro. of
4: all, tell me what's higher than Rockstar in the food chain of being awesome. Obviously, Bill Gates. Obviously, that guy sucks baby's dicks. <laughs> Fuck That guy, what <laughs> else?
3: I didn't know we were measuring this based on awesomeness.
4: <laughs> yes, dude, that's what life is.
3: Oh, well, in that case, I still wouldn't go with rock stars at the top, but. Make somebody better. Elon? You said power. You didn't say awesomeness. I don't well, think rock stars have power it's over. made it you matter. Bro, if a rock star goes to Saudi Arabia with a joint in his pocket, they'll behead him the next day. That's not power.
4: Why would you want to go there, though? They don't have a lot of I'm meat. just
3: saying, there are places on the planet where you ain't shit, you, no matter how many little, oh you know, fans you
4: have. They fly over those places. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> like those states you fly over, fuck those states, right, dude. Right, 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 right,
2: right. Well, <laughs> they just, you know, just take up space on the map like, fuck, like Idaho, bro.
4: Idaho. Idaho's dope. <laughs> 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 oh my or south
2: and nor- Now I'm not going to start talking trash about the states, but like North Dakota, who who goes there, bro? Do you know anybody who lives there?
4: Nah.
2: Or South Dakota? Anybody in the chat from South Dakota?
4: Like nah, I need to know. Out south, Dakota, south Dakota, though. Yeah, There's people who You're listen
3: like- to the show in South Dakota. Shout out to the people out in the, in the South Dakota area.
4: Yeah, dude. And also Montana. What's good?
2: Oh, Montana's beautiful. Though. I've seen Montana. Oh, yeah. And Idaho's dope, too, dude.
4: Well, all kinds of good stuff there. You know what I mean? That's why we
3: need to get the funds together to get our own ranch. South Dakota maybe could be a place. They were very cool over the past few years, as far as laws and regulations go. Um, But how are we going to raise the money?
4: What do you guys think? Oh, dude, this is this is it, dude. You know what monks used to do? They used to make booze, or they'd make like. Balsamic, or they make like, you know what I mean? They have a product, they make honey. You know, obviously, they don't make the honey, but you know, collect it, sell it, whatever. But That's what you do. You have a like, you got to hustle. Your your monastery's got to have a hustle, you know what I mean? Uh, we, we don't have the monastery yet. We need no, to raise the funds it, to
3: get to the monastery. So, how are we, we gonna we do that? We need
4: concrete money. We need to get money for concrete. You guys do um, not have a
2: family, right? You, you guys are talking
4: all this stuff because you
2: don't have a family. But Juan, I have a family. <laughs> your family,
3: what are you talking about? Your family's going to be there. Like, you think we're just gonna make you leave your family? You're gonna bring them with you.
2: I'm not starting a cult with you guys. I'm sorry. What do you think this whole podcast
3: was? Like, we're 15 episodes in. You can't give up on it now.
2: No, that's fine. I'm sticking with the podcast. But as far as building, (laughs) getting a cult together, I mean. You're a
3: quitter, dude. Juan, you literally said when we started this podcast, you were like, Mark, your podcast has a cult-like following. How'd you do it? And I was like, (laughs) I'll show you. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, I I hope people think for themselves and and don't just take what we say on the show as as you know fact because a lot of the stuff we talk about on this show is sort of filtered through what's funny and what's interesting you know we're not always like trying to be uh, know it alls on this show which I think is refreshing uh, when it comes to this type of content um, but anyways. You are sort of a, a homunqueologist now, Juan. Have you made any headway in the field? Any updates in
2: that research? What's What's new? I'm actually writing my thesis now to submit it. So hopefully, I can get a position somewhere. Right. Uh, some so a position of respect, so I can teach the subject. It is a new and rising field, and I think people are need to be. They need to be shown the the the, the topic because I think some people in society. Mm. These rock stars that Mister <laughs> Procer here is talking about are byproducts. I think they are homunculus, bro. I'm gonna mm. get to the bottom of it. So, wait, yeah. is Keith Richards a homunculus, dude? I don't know, bro. A lot of these child actors.
4: Okay, I see where you're going. Like Brittany, maybe. Well, how would that her- work?
2: How would that work?
3: So they they're a vessel, and then some ritual happens, and then they become more like a like a like a uh, like a robot, you know. Like they don't—they're still human being, but they're kind of programmed.
2: No, no, it, it's a regular baby except it's made through magical means, through a ritual, through. So, like a virgin birth. Depends on uh, like
3: depends immaculate on which... conception.
2: Depends. Remember that that book that we that we mentioned before starting the podcast. We'll read that book, and it's about that. So mm. I don't want to say the name. Don't say the name because there's people listening. Literally, so what, what? You didn't mention
3: any book before we got started. Yes,
2: I asked you about a certain book that you have that is oh, about that subject. Right? Yes. Yeah, I almost don't just say said it. The name I almost just said it. There's people listening who will
3: well, comment people things. people know people
2: can go and look up Tracy Twyman. That's all we'll say. Uh, you said it. Now he's gonna start commenting on the fucking comments, bro. Well.
3: I didn't even I didn't even say it long enough. Okay, you you're talking like I have a, a T-shirt with her name on it. All right, relax. Anyways,
4: Tracy Chapman, Tracy Chapman, Tracy Chapman. How about that?
3: <laughs> wow, I'm glad you're where you're at, Chris. Anyways, um. <laughs> anyways, ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. It's not just gonna be us three knuckleheads for the next two hours. We do have guests. Okay, with interesting things that they're pre- planning on talking to us about, we hope so. Uh, don't be disappointed by our first live stream. We're gonna be bringing you the heat. Okay, covering the news, the action, the stories, the theories, the homunculus updates. Okay, we're going deep, homeboy. Anyways, Hold
2: on. yes,
4: Hold on. I'm getting a thought here, dude. What if Nicolas Cage is a homunculus, dude? No. no he's an Not he's even a, he makes the homuncula he's oh, he's, he's the risen. alchemist yes, dude. yeah you know, he's,
2: the al, that. he's
4: the he's the alchemist that. but I'm saying though how many could it go back turtles all the way down
2: well li- listen if, 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 <laughs> you listen, know what I mean though no no but here's the th- listen listen because it's a, a child born out of a magical I mean to serve a magical purpose so essentially anybody who You see in the, right, because we all talk about Beyonce and Jay-Z, right, and all this stuff with the Illuminati and stuff like that. Well, what if those people are put there just to for one purpose, to harvest your energy? That's their magical purpose, to harvest your energy. They are there. They captivate people, millions and billions of people's attention, right? Who doesn't know about Beyonce? Who doesn't? And she's even said it that she, while on stage, gets taken over by an alter ego, so she is a vessel of mm. some sort. So she's
3: channeling order- an entity as she's performing. A hundred percent, bro.
4: She's even so said that not- in interviews, dude. That's not. I'll- I'll- yeah, but
3: that's the. This is the thing that I get really bent up about. It's like what people don't understand about the Illuminati and. When we research this stuff and talk about it, we're not talking about this so that you can be afraid and run away and avoid this stuff. We're talking about this stuff so that you can go out and be the next Beyoncé. But instead of, listen, no, for real, but instead of, of wasting your divine energy and channeling abilities by channeling demons and dark shit and causing problems for people, and, you know, I don't want to speak bad on Beyonce. I don't think she's the worst, but she's definitely weird. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Like, all of these things are tools. They're neutral. It's just bad people for most of history have used these occult esoteric techniques for bad reasons. So we've associated that with negative or evil when really it's like a tool, you know, a sword could be used to defend yourself just as easily as it could be used to hurt somebody. Same thing with a gun or any other tool. So this is what we're talking about here. I just think like there's probably some 12, 13, 14, 15 year old kid out there who's got the creative Potential to become the next huge artist. And if they get the right information, things like this, they believe in themselves, they can do that. Our society overall teaches people to look outside of themselves for a solution, not inside. You know, they don't, people don't, uh, you know, internalize. And that fear response that we were talking about before. It's the same thing. It's the same mechanism. It's an externalization. The bad things aren't happening here in me. They're happening all over. No, no, no. The bad thing is happening to you when you're afraid because you're expressing A, ignorance, and B, fear in, instead of love. And that's what we're all here to do. We're here to love, baby. So, cheers. I think that- drink to that. Everybody in the
2: audience, have a drink.
3: I think pull that they up.
2: see people like that, bro, and they hijack them. They they can't. They hijack them, and they use it for their own.
4: Yeah, it's so much easier. You just find Absolutely. somebody that's really good at the job, and then you like pull up and give them an offer they can't refuse. You guys should see The Fucking Godfather. Goddamn. I've seen it, Chris, <laughs> but I
3: saw it when I was like eight years old or something, dude. I don't remember. remember watching them when we were eight years old, bro. Shit don't count. Why couldn't I? Wait. What? I grew up on the East Coast. That's what that's that was my first second third grade education they would have us watch mob movies. Yeah. Street smart class. Anyways, switching topics. We're here in a new world, okay? We were living in a world of uh, not that, you know, we in the United States are affected that much by this, but you know, this concept that the queen is merely a symbolic ruler, okay? Let's think about that in terms of what I just said. All right. Some people might hear, oh, you're a symbolic ruler and think that means that they have no real power. Uh 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 uh. No. The opposite is true. We live in a conscious world where symbols are everything. That's what media manipulation is. So when they say the queen is the symbolic ruler, they're actually saying something even more. Potent, like potent. Then she's even more potent than, and 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 it works in that double-edged way where, you know, uh, it's tricky. You know, they don't want you to know how influential the queen really is. She doesn't have to snap her fingers and give an order. She's influential, energetically, magically, ritually. There is this guy who. I don't put any stock into these theories, but there was this guy a couple of years ago that came on to the podcast scene and he was telling everybody that, you know, at night he would go to this weird world in his dreams where they were, you know, taking musicians and they were, you know, writing songs and he was writing songs and all of the world's musicians are, are like manipulated in the dream world by the queen and like her royal forces. Uh-huh. Yeah, what you, I mean, so I'll I'm like do that in
2: confidence, Mark.
3: What's that?
4: <laughs> That's how they got to Juan. Oh, the dream. oh.
3: Like, that know, one went right over my fish head. Fish
4: I you want to catch more fish?
2: Huh? So Dude. I want to read. I want to read this quote. You guys are goofballs. The locker So you're, so, you're talking chat, about the chat. The chat gets it. I'm watching the chat. The ch- me and the chat are tapping into each other. I'm 100%. like a savant right now. I love what you were saying, Mark. And that's why I always say symbols are the language of the soul. But yet how you're saying this false, this facade that it's, what is it? The emperor has no clothes or whatever they say. So the, simi, the simulacra is never what hides the truth. It is truth that hides the fact that there is none. The simulacrum is true. So they talk about how these people, like, for example, in the church, when the statue becomes the saint. Well, that's not the actual saint, but a lot of people, they will begin because of the symbol that's been implemented into their psyche, will begin to believe that that is the actual saint itself, and they'll begin to worship it. And you see people kissing the feet or or touching the feet of the saint because they believe it gives them some sort of magical power. And I do think that I've always wondered, It's like, this lady, she died at, what, what was she, 98 or something like that? She was super old. And they're just rich for no reason. Like, where are they getting all this money from? They're just there for no for no apparent reason because a bunch of people agreed on it Mm. at one point in time. Well, just come together and just.
3: That's it. uh, Uh Nobody, nobody's simplifying it to that level. Let's not play. Let's not placate the dumb. All right. Um, We all understand that there was a shift in. The world in the Industrial Revolution, you can maybe point to that time period, uh, maybe earlier, the Renaissance even, when the world started to change and symbols became far easier to spread, right? Because whereas in the past the mind could only go so far, now we enter a world of printed paper where, you know, the ideas and symbols that people have, you know, in their head can make their way onto paper and then across the world. So that's when the monarchies and the powers that be transitioned from a physical place of the throne to a astral or mental throne, right? They, they transitioned to sitting on the throne of the mind or the soul, even, if they could hope to be so bold. I don't think they can accomplish that. I think they they've rested their power on the control of the mind. I don't think they can ever control our souls, but that's 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 enough to keep us ignorant. You know, if they control our minds, they keep us guessing. They can't control, you know, what we do with our minds totally, but they can limit them to a large degree. So, final thoughts on that before we get our first guest in here. Um,
2: I think that they I think they've already gotten to that point Mark where they're able to predict what we're going to what we're going to think that's what all these ads are that we think oh I was just talking about that on my phone listen to me now I'm getting ads for this particular product no it's that the algorithm has gotten that good at predicting your future behavior so it as soon as it, it predicts that it, you're going to want this thing it puts it out and it's like oh I was just talking about this like no it knew you were going to talk about that there's also that theory.
4: Oh, the so, world is a reflection of your own thoughts, man.
2: I mean, that's also, yeah. I mean, You could say that people project their own realities and create their own realities. So You kind
4: of do, though, to a certain degree. It's pretty fucking obvious. You want to go live in New York City. You get that ass up, take a plane, land in New York, fit you in New York. So there's that, which is like, duh. But then there's like, you know, levels to it. For that sure. Great, great
2: there's sure. turtles all the way down, homunculus all the way down, bro. I'm saying, though, Mm.
4: you didn't even let me get through that thought. I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead. What if your job was to be a homunculus, but your job as a homunculus was to be the great, 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 great granddaddy of the chosen Juan? You know what I'm saying? So. You had to just basically behave like a regular person. You had to get job, pay your bills and shit, find the right lady, get that bitch pregnant, put a good some morals in there so they keep having bait, You know what I mean? Because you are supposed to be the great, 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 great granddaddy or the chosen one. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe there's a book to pass down or something like that. Some special knowledge. You know,
2: I'm sure there's those 2 That they're more for texture. You know how how Tripoli says is uh we live in a haunted house and some people are just there for. They're a prop, you know what I mean? And I, hmm. and I did a whole episode on NPCs the other day. It's on my feed. Check it out, the one-on-one podcast. But the I talk about the possibility of people just being plate, some sort of placeholders in this universe, in it this It does timeline. seem
4: like it, though, dude, because you can fucking go. I swear to God, you know that Five Degrees of Kevin Bacon shit is real, dude. You can go to fucking Japan and bump into somebody that knows your best friend, dude. It's like, wait, what? How the fuck is that possible? Right. And it happens
3: all the time. Well, I love that we're talking about this. It fits right into what we're about to get into with our next guest. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get him in here. Um, You know, We're going to be talking about symbolism. We're going to be talking about hip hop. We're going to be getting schooled potentially. Let me read you the message that prompted this interview. So this is from our, our guest. We're about to talk to him. He has no idea that we're reading this message right now. Bro, just listened to the latest episode of Illuminati Confirmed, and I understand your love for hip-hop, but there's a lot you can learn about what it really is and different intricacies. I've been in the industry for a low time and blackballed to an extent. I've been offered deals before, and I've done leaders, 100-plus shows, and I'm a student to the game. Both my parents are from New York and that era. I've been going back and forth my whole life. There's more. But without further ado, let's get our man, the Grave Digger, in here because he's going to school us. Tell us a little bit about what we don't know. Is this guy homunculus? He's not. We don't he's, know that, dude. He's we don't not. know that. I'm going to make a safe bet that he's not that. He's not <laughs> he's a homunculus.
1: Great,
4: great-great-granddaddy
1: grand, oh, could have been a
3: homunculus. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I'm What's trying to up?
5: I'm trying to get this audio shit together, bro. All right, well we got we could wait this for you. Microphone right here. Nice, nice. I'm to like, try to do it without the microphone for real. We could we could
3: hear you. Yeah, we could hear you. Can you hear us? Jeez. I'm trying to figure this shit out. Well, yeah. while while you're figuring it out, we'll be hanging here. Yeah. Uh, just chilling. Juan. Oh, all right, can you, can you hear me now? Yes. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can be
5: perfectly fine
3: now. Welcome to the show. I'm gonna call you Gravedigger. Is there another name that we can call you?
5: Oh, that's cool. Uh, really, just Gravy. Gravy, Grave. Nice to meet you, brother. Nice to meet you as well. So, honor, actually, all you guys for real, fucking one, dog. Like, yeah, that's crazy. What's up, man? (laughs) How are you guys? We're
2: good.
3: We, we're good. We we're good, and and if you can't tell, we're live right now. We're already in it, and we wanted to have you on, uh, for our first inaugural live stream because we're doing we're doing something <laughs> oh, yeah. fun, man. No pressure. We're gonna be doing this every other Tuesday, so we'd love to have you back on again in the future. But today, I want to ask you because you sent me a really cool message. You said, you know, there's some things that we might not be aware of about hip hop and some of the Darker aspects potentially of the industry, or maybe some things that we just don't know. So, the floor yeah, is yours. Learn. Let us know. I'd love to learn.
5: Um, so the, what made me say that originally is um I forgot exactly what you said, but it, you were responding to somebody about about hip hop. I, f- I forget the exact episode. Um, this is like a while ago now, but the how you described it, it it, it got me privy to the fact that. That wasn't the, like, the real definition of it. It's just like a, a personal understanding, which is fine. Mm. But it just made me realize that a lot of people probably don't even know that there is a real definition of hip hop. And and it comes from people who like really put thought in into it, you know, like people who really put work in and 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 uh real just traveling and getting shit done for in the name of hip hop. Um African Mambada was the first person to coin the to coin the term hip hop. Um, hip means to know; it's the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? There's five aspects to hip hop. Uh, you have graffiti. You have breaking, MCing, DJing, and the last is knowledge. You know what I'm saying? So, hip means knowledge, and hop is the movement. Hop hop is the the spreading of that knowledge. Hop is the is to get up and go. You know, mm. and uh, it's very simple, but that's, like, that's what it means, you know? Um, and a lot of people like to, like, there's been a conversation going on nowadays. I don't know if any guys you have seen that, like, Buster Rhymes and Fat Joe talking about the roots of hip-hop lately. No, no. So, like, uh, Buster Rhymes and Fat Joe, they've been on, like, uh, Drink Champs and a couple of other uh, shows lately talking about just the roots of hip-hop and how the roots of hip-hop come from Caribbean culture. And uh, this is totally false, you know, it's, that's just them saying that because they are Caribbean. You know, I think Fat Joe is Cuban and Buster Hans is Jamaican.
0: Mm. But
5: um, and I can see why anybody would say that, especially because they're a little older. But if you go back and really do the, 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 the research, it's, that's not the case at all. Like both of my parents are from that part of the world. My dad's from North, New Jersey. My mom's from Brownsville, New York. She was born in 74, you know what I'm saying? My dad was born in 70. So it's like, they was right there, Mm. you know, Um, when it was happening. And a lot of people think that this hip hop just comes from, uh, immigrants bringing a certain sound to New York and then us not having resources. So we started cutting the records, you know what I'm saying? But I think that, uh, like, be honest you got to go back a little further than that um because in America we we were always we always had this thing uh we were like MCN on the radio um Native people and Jamaicans actually would come here and then get that from us and then make it their own when they go back to Jamaica a lot of these sound systems there's a term for Jamaican DJs and pattars called it sound selective and uh Basically, they had these big sound systems, and this is where, like, these Black parties' ideas in in the 80s and shit come from, from Jamaicans doing that. But they got it from us anyways because they would come here where it's an army or uh, some kind of slavery, uh, and they would see these sound systems or, like, radios. This is, like, the 30s and the 40s, you know? They would see these sound systems, and they would buy one or finesse one somehow, take it back to Jamaica, then rebuild that same exact sound system out of parts that they just found. mind you, like, we're real innovative people, especially when you don't have anything. But um, just the constant trade between New York and different islands, especially Jamaica, of people caused this I- idea to be had that, okay, so it must be this Caribbean influence. And really it's, it's the opposite. Um, we influence them and then they influence us again. It's, it's a shared relationship, more so than the creation mm. from the Caribbean.
3: Yeah, no, it's more complicated than it's just all from the Caribbean or all from New York. There's that interplay. There's that interaction that that really adds to the the creative process. Yeah, man. Wow. So you mentioned your parents being from the East Coast area. Was that a, a part of your upbringing, like them instilling these values into you and saying like, well, this is, you know, the type of music we like and this is why? Like, has this always been a part of your life?
5: yeah absolutely so my stepmom is really really much to her she's from connecticut actually you know um i guess what's the area called new england Mm, yeah new england yeah so she's from new haven i think oh shout out yeah that's where i'm I'm around
3: i'm i'm right there cool shout out to your grandma or your aunt? No, it's,
5: it's, it's my uh, my stepmother. My, oh, so my stepmom! I remarried. I said every and, type yeah. of
3: family member, but stepmom. Okay, so your <laughs> stepmom's <story>. from <laughs> New Haven. Shout out to her.
5: <laughs> um, but it it was really more her doing because my mom she's always been really recluse. Uh, she graduated high school at sixteen. Um, she's she always really listened to like jazz and reggae, like like roots type reggae, not like dancehall and like just real going music, gospel. You know, like Fred Hammond and shit like that. But my dad, he's like a big house music guy because he's from New Jersey. But he listened to like obviously like older hip hop, like uh, Big Daddy Kane and Kumo D and shit like that. But uh, really, it's my stepmom who got me privy to the the specifics of like where it started, where it came from. Like, hey, this person did this, and this person is related to this person. Like all all these specifics. And she's from Connecticut. You know what I'm saying? So it's all the same area. Um, and it's on a that that whole situation led me into some to some whole other like research and thought processes. Just mm. The same I, I was telling you in the uh, in the email, just because learning about the hip hop and like the more spiritual aspects of like putting frequencies together and bringing people together and like what that does and why it's so effective in every single country right now, like different versions of hip hop, even whether it's a of it or not. Hip-hop is like the most modern spiritual language, I would say. And that's why it's so effective amongst these different countries. Like all kinds of people, you don't have to speak the same language. It doesn't matter what color you are or where you come from. It, it, it It's pervasive across these boundaries, you know? Yeah,
3: um, no doubt, man. I, I agree 100%. I've talked about it on the show. My taste in underground rap enlightened me and got me interested in all of these topics that I then went and bought books about and just kept learning. So yeah, yeah, man, I'm with you there. So are there any uh, sort of aspects of hip hop that you can show as an example of, you know, what builds up this spiritual potency that you can sort of access through hip hop?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Um, One is I think hip-hop forces you to be creative or like when you really do hip-hop rather than because it's not a, anything you could be classically trained in you know what I'm saying it's, it's it's really soul music it's just like it's really like how when jazz came about and all these people like oh what is what is that like this sounds crazy what is these these triplets and this these weird tempos like what is that it's, it's not all on time you know um it's the same with hip-hop and I think that shows the spirit you know it's, it's like it's it's like this, there's no form to this. There's no you have to do it like this or you have to do it like this. It's literally you. So it is It is different from person to person. But I think that aspect, it raises, like, people's energy in general. Like, overall, it doesn't matter the type of hip-hop it is, but just overall. So it brings people together, and that's just spiritual in itself. Like, the Bible says, uh, or Jesus says specifically in the Bible, too, or more Come together in my name, there I am. You know what I'm Mm, saying? I I think that's just allegory for people coming together in general with good intention. Right. Bad intention.
3: Yeah, man. So and then, you know, we look at hip hop and we look at the the history and we see, you know, sort of the early days. There's more of that inspirational, empowering community aspect to it. And it seems yeah. as as it's evolved, we get a little less of that. I mean, the internet's changed that to some degree. But for, yeah. you know, the 2000s up to maybe like 2015, most of the rap music was sort of controlled by what? The the mainstream, by the record companies. And, and they were not promoting a, a positive message. They were promoting the opposite no, of sir. that,
5: right? No, sir. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh that that whole that whole situation is interesting. So, I was actually just doing some research on that specifically the other day, like corporations getting involved in the hip hop. Um, Cause I skateboard and shit, and you know, like uh, if, if you know any skaters, uh, especially like they're kind of older, you you know when corporations got involved in skating, like Nike and Adidas and shit, New Balance, like motherfuckers just, like hated it. It's like I'm a I'm a ride Baker boards only, you know? like I'm not gonna wear those Nike shoes. I'm aware of these Osirises. Like I'm aware of these DCs. Like this is like just core. And you can see the same thing happen to hip hop when the corporations started to get involved and you got mm. these backpack rappers. I separate from the other you know you see what i'm saying yeah it waters it down it it.
3: takes it out of the local people's hands instead of getting this cool original skateboard company run by a dude like chris who owns his own business and loves the the sport you know you're getting it from a company some nerd in a tie telling you know people in china how to build the right shoes you know instead of a guy who's gonna wear the shoes actually making them
5: yeah exactly um and hip-hop is crazy because a lot of these larger companies got involved, but companies who don't really have anything to do with music, companies who make weapons, mm. uh, like guns, companies wow. who own private prisons. Wow. Um companies and mind you, you can like this is like quick Google search. I don't know the names of these companies off the companies on top of my head, but you got like Warner Brothers and Acme. Uh they make warheads like missile like warheads, but they also Sign gangster rappers, you know what I'm <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah, ride, like Sony and all the different bullshit they're into, and they Sony Sony Music Group is like one of the biggest labels. Period. They sign all kinds of people all the time. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was you guys or Isaac Weishaupt that was talking about meme magic, mm. but there's like a, a labels do that too. Like they hire people to make memes about uh rappers or whatever to either blow them up or whatever. But like there's some weird shit that happened with that too. Like uh before Juice Wrld died, like two years before he died, mm-hmm. there was all these lines and shit about juice Wrld season up, juice Wrld overdosing, right? And I'm pretty sure this started with the labels, but then you see later how he actually dies so was on an airplane, he overdosed. Right. You see what I'm saying? Um yeah. Maybe- Self-fulfilling prophecy, but not really.
3: I mean, unless he was filming them himself, it's not really a self-fulfilling. It's more of like a prophecy that he got involved with, uh, you know, against his own better judgment.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And they do that to the kids all the time. Like, I've noticed, like, I had deals offered to me, all kinds of stuff. But I noticed, like, certain things start happening once you get a little older. Um, Mm. Because especially once you've been around for a while, it's like you you know more so they like we don't want you they want people who don't really know too mm. much and if you look at how many rappers are being signed now versus to even five years ago it's more than ever um it's only going to keep me in more because just what i was saying earlier with these companies they own the, pr- the prisons too so these companies own the private prisons and there's rules like don't take my word for it. you can search all this shit up there's rules that they have to keep these prisons uh 90 plus capacity like 90 plus capacity um, in order for it to still get money from mm. uh, oh yeah, certain, certain other companies. I've
3: heard about so, that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. they they have an incentive to keep the prison full. It's the same thing with the hospitals, everything that's going yeah. down in the two year, past two years. They don't have an incentive to heal people. They have an incentive to make more money off of them, treating them and keeping them there as long as they can. Same thing with prison. They love it when people repeat uh, an offense and come right back. I mean, that's just more money in their pocket. So they're not trying to rehabilitate when when you're in a situation like that. It's a
4: for-profit company. Yeah. With shareholders that you have to appease. What are you guys talking about? It's like so obvious. It's business. It's just, yeah. evil. it's just fucking evil yeah
5: yeah, yeah. It, is, it is absolutely evil and you get all these kids who usually get a sign uh, 19, 18 years old like look at how they got Wayne, or even like people like the kid Leroy some 15, 16 year old kid from Australia like super platinum or you can even look at it like with Justin Bieber like Usher found Justin Bieber but, like, how Yo, found his face
4: up. went numb son did you see yeah. it? yeah you guys see this? <laughs> yeah. no, Justin Yo.
5: Bieber's face is done yeah. Bro, tell No, 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 His All right, so he got the, he got a booster, if I'm not mistaken, and half of his face is just, like, fucking numb. Like, he can oh, smile, man. but, like, the other shit's, like, you know? Oh, Justin my Bieber, man.
4: the biggest star on planet fucking Earth. Yeah. He went numb, half face numb, like he had, like, a stroke, like he's 70, bro. Like, yeah. what? That's what? why
3: the Illuminati Confirmed podcast does not endorse injectables (laughs) now if we could switch topics so that we stay on youtube if we could stay on we could stay on youtube for just one live stream that would be great but anyways yeah that's that's weird juan and i actually just were on a podcast with uh dan dan had that happen to him didn't he say that that happened to him but i don't think it was because of the injectable i think it was because of uh like just stress he he just worked himself too hard but wow Yeah, I That's mean crazy. so
4: much money and his face was like, I'm fucking out of here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, <what are> you... <laughs> yeah, well what's like what's this dude? Oh no, another world tour. Fuck.
3: <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> he just oh my gosh. So when people look at the rap world, the hip hop world today, are there still bright lights? Are there people who are pushing against the, the curve? I mean who are you listening Fuck to yeah
5: Fuck yeah dude um there's a honestly i would say now more than ever just because the internet is so accessible to everybody so like and you can make music so cheap now i mean when i, when I was a kid you had to like buying a studio equipment was so expensive right and now it's like you can just get a setup for 150 dollars. you know like mm-hmm. a decent grave, setup
4: grave digger, are your parents five percenters or any shit like that <laughs>
5: Ah, that's a whole another conversation. So my grandfather, uh, he he's he was Muslim Shia, but uh, my great well, my great grandfather, my great grandmother when my great grandfather died, she became Jehovah's Witness, and so my my mom grew up in the Jehovah's Witness church, and my my dad uh, he grew up in the Baptist church. Um, it's crazy because I, I feel I'm, I practice Islam, probably not traditionally. I would, I would consider myself more of a Sufi. Um, but when I only cousin, my grandfather, like I was just learning about him. He died when I was one. So like mm-hmm. when I was a kid, I just wanted to learn all about him, you know? And, uh, yeah, that like, so I know like his brother was a 5%er, but he was, Suf- uh, he was a uh, Shia. You know what I'm saying? But this is just like normal New York shit. same way Malcolm X was a part of nation of Islam and then he converted right.
4: But you know, it's um, like it's like on some like black masonry shit, right? Like, like I, I, bro, I,
5: my father was a mason, so I didn't even. I really, I, I want to talk to y'all about that. Kind Illuminati of shit, confirmed. <laughs> I knew it, bro. I knew it. So my my father was a mason, my mother was an Eastern star. Uh-huh.
2: And, uh, <laughs> Are you, I told you this guy was a homunculus, bro. He's, I I love everything he's saying until right. Oh, stop, yeah, I, I stop.
3: Yeah, keep oh, going, bro. Ryan.
4: No, this shit is crazy interesting, dude. If you watch Belly and they like yeah. talk about 5% Nation, the Nation of Islam, the gods on the earth, if you listen to Wu Tang Clan, uh, yeah. uh, like if you look at KS1, Temple of Hip Hop, like it's in search so, of your mind.
5: That's, that's actually has a lot to do with hip hop being spread around the world, is the Temple of Hip Hop um, and these schools that African Ben Bada started. So KS1 has his shit in New York right now. Zulu Nation and right. shit, right? Yeah, yeah. these uh so basically when Zulu Nation did the first their first world tour, they um it was independently funded, you know, and they went to every all the countries they could go to, a bunch of the countries in like Africa and Europe, uh and Asia and shit, like Thailand and Japan and shit, and they started these schools and showed people. The elements of hip hop, like the original elements of hip hop, and what it meant, and that's why, like, if you go to these places, there's graph, like good ass graph everywhere, and people are still like, yeah, right, boom, bad beats and shit, right. because that that seed was planted like a long time, ago like mid seventies, early eighties. But bro, and, that uh,
4: shit, that shit you were talking about earlier, though, with the um Caribbean nations getting uh the accolades for inventing hip hop, like, yeah, you know, we gotta understand that electronic music. You know, started in Jamaica, toasting over records, started in Jamaica, like being an actual MC, you know, a microphone nah. controller. Like, this is the party producer, the one man band, the this wizard. Is the sound man. system. That's what yeah. I mean. Dude, you look at right. David Rod again, you listen to these guys now that have been studying reggae,
5: yeah,
4: Jamaican yeah. in particular, since the 40s. Yeah this is where this comes from. Like a lot of this
5: undeniably, but I, but it is interplayed, but as the world is. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's what I thought for so long. You know what I'm saying? I really thought that for so long just because I grew up around so many Jamaicans and shit. Um, like I said, my mom's from Brownsville. If you ever been to East New York, Brownsville, there's nothing but yards, you know, uh, real, uh, yeah, yards outside, everywhere. Um, and my, So I used to think that, right? But then if you go back, just go back before Jamaica had the same access that we had. We were, they get the toasting from us. Like if you listen to these old uh, Jamaican DJs talk, right? They get the toasting from us. Like before they were ever toasting, they were listening to us on the radio. This is like the 30s and shit. You know what I'm saying? They're listening to us on the radio and seeing. And like rhyming, but it wasn't in the same way. It's completely different, you know? But it was just their take on that. And then then you get the toasting and the dub, And right? That's where electronic music comes from, just like you said. You get the toasting and the and the dove. Lee Scratch Perry, all respect. Yeah, yeah, wow. I, yeah, I, wow. absolutely. I got a, I got a Lee Scratch Perry shirt, like uh, a Supreme Lee
4: Scratch Perry shirt. Dude, watch the fucking Upsetter. The documentary it is yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. And he's a black magician and yeah. what? He's yeah. a black magician, dude, and he yeah. would do all kinds of shit. Watch the movie, dude. Benicio no, del Toro. Yeah, not the,
5: lying. Well Who wait wait,
3: wait 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 you say he's a black magician you mean like white versus black magic like like or do you mean black like he's a
4: black man and a I magician mean, No 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 I, I don't I mean he's he played the line between uh getting He's uh, an African American
2: magician is that what you're trying to get at Chris Yeah. <laughs>
4: No, he's That's a
2: he's name. a he's a magician. He's American. Watch the shit. Yeah, what was the name of the movie, bro? So I can write it down. Called the the Upsetter. Upsetter.
4: Okay. Okay. The Upsetter. Yeah. Okay. It's incredible. But you watch this thing, dude, and it opens with him splashing, you know, Jamaican white rum into the four corners of the the room and lighting specific candles and, like he said, blow the fire yeah. right. Yeah. And, he, and then you look at any of his drawings. And they look a lot like a possessed person with a marker went fucking bananas in your house. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so right. he's putting spells on all four corners. He's doing, you know, he's waking up with his head into the east. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. is what it is, dude. No, yeah, absolutely. So the thing and, about And he's the that, best that ever did it, bro. He invented electronic music. He was right. the first person to ever sample. And the first thing that ever was sampled was a baby crying.
5: Uh so I actually got notes on that. I would say he's the first Jamaican to ever sample, but there is a uh what's his name? Oh, I'm looking at my notes right now. What's his name? I have it's to kind write of sus though. Baby
4: crying is the first ever sample. One oh, of the first ever samples. He was, so, he was he was he's a like a savant, like a one, like a like a modern day Michelangelo.
5: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, but do you know Grandmaster Flowers? Uh, Cameron Flowers or, uh, DJ Jones, DJ, DJ Pete Jones. Um, these are some of the first people to to sample break beats or make the break beat and then loop it like before funky drummer.
4: I think this stuff, dude, it's like, man, in some cases, like, you know, we could argue about the finer points, but I think sometimes Mm -hmm. like, dude, like people, like it's in the air. Like how many people came up with the airplane at the same time? Like multiple so I think yeah. well, it
3: with music, so much more so, it's like so uh you know intangible. It's a, it's a vibe, it, yeah, it floats through the air, literally floats through the air. So yeah, yeah absolutely, wow.
4: Well, yeah, it's a vibe absolutely. thing too because like, well, but, um, but you know I was asking the five
5: percenter thing, a grape there because Gravy's of got Ooh, some yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, do- yeah. some
4: notes. Let's get
3: let him talk, let him talk, Chris.
5: No, no, no. I'll, okay. I'll talk about this five percenter shit because that actually leads into some whole other shit because I practice it so huh? And uh, so I, I started off learning about Islam from learning about my grandfather and learning about the 5% nation. But then I learned about, like my dad was facing, like I was saying, and my mom was the Eastern star. Like I was saying, was because they're uh, veterans. And like I said, it was just normal back then. For, like army veterans, like just join up. But basically I kicked out. So it makes me a Lewis, but it, uh, I could never join because I got kicked out. Um, oh. Yeah, you keep records like nah, son. Nah, like, yeah, oh, they, got, they, they, <laughs> they keep records. They oh, wow. definitely keep records. But um, I could become an honorary member, hmm. but that's like based off of if they want me. Like, a lodge has to pick and be like, hey, I like the work you're doing, and, you know. But I could, I could never join unless I was like a, like a, like a, like a, like a lesser order, like an order that's not connected to the larger Freemasonry orders, you know what I'm saying? Like a uh, smaller shit that's not really connected to could join and shit like that. Um like Jehovah's Witnesses, they're fucking Masons. Uh the Mormons are fucking Masons. Um a lot of a lot of uh Islam sects are Masons. Uh, a lot of Judaism sects are Masons. But really like what got me into all this is like learning about Virginia. Like I'm from Richmond, Virginia, you know? Um I know that like my parents is from up north and shit, but like they got there based off of like leaving these more southern places. Cause like my grandparents all started off in southern places like Virginia, mm. North Carolina, Georgia, shit like that, and mm. moved north. So that really was got me into like researching a lot of this shit. Not the not the hip hop shit. It's kind of just grown with me. Mm. But like uh about masonry and shit. Cause my dad told me about different rituals when I was a kid, but I didn't understand, you know what I'm saying? But then like you hear about shit like the order of Melchizedek, or you hear about the Phoenicians building the temple of Solomon and the demons building it at night and how it would have took 25 years, but because he ordered these demons to build it at night, it only took like five years or two years or some shit like that. And, um, it made me start looking into why a lot of things are the way they are. Like, um, like I if I talk to my great grandmother, she's gonna be like, Hey, I'm an Indian. You know what I'm saying? If you ask anybody else, they'd be like, Hey, African American. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's a whole that's a whole thing. I know I know Juan, you do a lot of work, maybe not specifically to that, but about like the original people of Florida. I know there's a lot of Moorish people there. There's a lot of uh Indians that got taken into slavery, people who look like me and uh got reclassified. But The reason I think Virginia is so interesting is because the whole East Coast was Virginia at one point through the Virginia Company in London before New England was a thing. Yeah. So from. It's actually fucked up.
3: No. I'm. I'm. I've seen this. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I'm. I'm sure you're aware of Ross Ben, but he talks about how yeah. you know there's groups of people from Africa that came here way before Columbus settled the Caribbean, South America, North America, and maybe that's why they have these massive uh, Olmec heads, you know, that seem to look like an African person, yeah. you know.
2: Well, in Pennsylvania, think, I'm sorry. Uh...
3: What? What? No, he said Virginia. Oh, but Virginia. I didn't Virginia. Virginia. say Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're good. What were you gonna say? I don't know
5: if you can hear me. Um. So, like, and just going deeper into this research, like, I, I this hella books. I could, I could get, I could send you. Um. <laughs> yeah, basically. Send them,
1: send Mark all the books, dude. Send them more. <laughs> send them more books. Yeah, right?
3: <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, cool. I've Suggestions as well. I'll buy them myself. That's awesome. I love it. People man, people have sent books. Down, people have sent books. If you want the P.O. box, I'll send it. But yeah, I there's, love it.
5: Uh, there's this book. Uh, I don't think I've heard you mention it before, but I think you should read it. Uh, it's called Ancient Mystic Oriental Masonry. I have it. Um, you say you have it?
3: No, I haven't heard of that. That sounds really oh, no, interesting. No.
5: So Ancient you should read it.
3: Oriental Mystic Ancient Masonry. Masonry?
5: Yeah, ancient mystic or ancient masonry. Okay. Amon. Um, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And um, page can you 25, tell us about they talk about some indigenous people who are uh, to be considered Negroes, but who are from America. But I, I got so many sources and pictures and shit, like my family, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, all right, I'm a, I'm a, let me start off like very simply. Go ahead. So, they, so people like Ross Ben are a lot of scholars will say hey before columbus africans traveled to the new world but i think it's way way deeper than that it's not just hey africans travel to the new world if you read the bible right uh it tells you about how the sons of ham went to the land of shim Shem was supposed to inhabit the middle of the earth you see what i'm saying um uh, a lot of people consider the lands of Shem to be america north and south america including canada um, they, the, a lot of people consider the sons of Ham to be from uh, Eastern Africa, Central Africa, Northern Africa, that area, North, North, Central, Eastern Africa, like that, the whole right top side, you know what I'm saying? And basically, they came over here when they weren't supposed to. This is way longer than 10,000 years ago. And they got kicked out and went back. And when they got, when went back, they established places like Morocco and Tunisia and uh, Tripolis. And this is just what the Bible says. And I always thought that was interesting because nobody ever brings that up when they talk about people, right, like the history of people. Like we, like, and I I know it's like, all right, it's the Bible, like whatever, but like so many people base their entire, like we we think of Jews to be a race because of the Bible, you know? Like we think of all kinds of people to be like a group because of the Bible. So it's like, why don't we consider these Americans.
4: Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, though. I got one for you, though. I did ask my buddy who's Jewish the other day Mm -hmm. about that. And he agreed. He was like, no, we're different. I was like, what? Say what? He's like, yeah. What's the question? He did say that. I was like, I can't... You know what I'm saying? He said that. I was like, oh, okay. I thought we were all kind of the same but different, but he said they're different.
5: No, no, absolutely. So, basically, (laughs) I'm going to talk. It was weird. Studying the indigenous people of Virginia or in florida or in connecticut um michigan california texas you'll see that a lot of these people have semitic origins a lot of these people have semitic names a lot of these people have semitic practices um like jews uh, a lot of colonizers refer to these indigenous people as a prayerful people um if you look at pictures you'll see a similar like six point star imagery you'll see uh similar tales, like, or traditions that line up with Bible stories and shit. And it's like, well, why is that? But the Bible tells us, you know, that they can't, like, a lot of these tribes are considered to be lost tribes. I'm not saying, oh, it's like the 13th tribe, or these are lost tribes of Israel. But, like, why would scholars, like, colonial scholars come here and then say, hey, these must be lost tribes based off of their mm. customs and customs only, you know? Well, I, I was
3: there's a lot of evidence I've come across that fits into what you're saying. I mean, for one in Connecticut, there's a rock up Lake Tom or sorry Lake Waramog, Mount Tom on top of Mount Tom 300 years ago, they found Hebrew writing in great yeah. you know and carved into this rock. That's just one. Down yeah. near your way in the Carolinas, there's a group of people with fair skin, Uh, you know, they, their hair turns white as they age and they claim to have lived in Carolinas for 600, 700 years more. Like they, they claim tribal heritage, but they look like Jewish people, what we would consider like modern Jewish people. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's so many, there's so many more examples of like what you're saying. Um, one, there's another one that I just sort of slipped my mind, but Wow, gravy. This is incredible. You're giving us the gravy, as Chance and and Slick (laughs) Dissident like to say. (laughs) The synchro gravy.
5: (laughs) I have a book for you, actually. Um, Another one, if you want to learn about Jews in America specifically, um, during colonialism. Because in in Europe, they sent a lot of quote-unquote undesirable, so it's from Ireland, Scotland, Iceland, Greenland, Finland, Sweden, like all these European countries are European strongholds, like countries that of Europe, is like owned over. They uh they sent quote unquote undesirables to America, um and basically what these quote unquote undesirables were, or uh, you search up a term called Black Protestant, um all of their Muslim populations and all their Jewish populations, uh are n- Negro Quakers. You know what I'm saying? They sent them to America, and for a while they were free. And then after a while, they got enslaved. Really? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, even, like, some of my ancestors, like, uh, I got some ancestors that are Hedgepath Indians, and they're related to Nanticoke Indians, and all of the Nanticoke, or How however you say I forget how you say it, like, it's a weird word, but I think it's Nanticoke. N-A-N-T-I-C-O-K-E.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're up here in New England. I've seen some signs, and they'll be like a... Nanticoke River here and
5: there. Or, yeah. Yeah. So they were, they was all around, you know, um, this side, this part of the, uh, America. And basically, they all got enslaved. Like, their main headquarters, like where they were, like their city center, like their tribe center, just got ransacked and enslaved. If you search that, if you search that up, uh, Nanticoke slavery, you'll find all the, all, like all kinds of information about it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people, look like me. And what it was is that, so this is why I was going to get into the masonry is because the concept of duality the black and the white, uh, that's basically one of the things that you see in masonry a lot, this checkerboard, uh, concept. Um, and they label people black or white. I can give you examples from my family. My great grandmother, her sister is white passing. She's a little, my great grandmother is a little bit darker than her. So, My great was my great aunt, basically my great, great aunt. She married a so-called white man and they had babies and their baby comes out fair, but their hair is a little thick. So he's confused. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? And the whole time is because she was scared to go to like be known as a colored woman. You see what I'm saying? And because of that, uh, like she, like it was a safety thing, you know? So she could have just a better life. Right. She married a uh, so-called white yeah. man. And yeah. I have a bunch of white cousins now. But, you know what I'm saying? We don't talk. Oh, Bob Marley, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the funny part about, like, I think that whole situation is that, do you think about Walter Plecker? All right. So this is something I like. I think you would really appreciate is learning about Walter Plecker. Walter Plecker was friends with Marcus Garvey. Sadly,
4: ooh, but, here we um,
5: ooh, talk about it. But basically, Walter Plecker he uh, he's a huge eugenics guy. Um, Good times, like huge eugenics guy, just like uh, Bill Gates people. You know, just like uh, are, you,
4: are you are are eugenics to be clear? Are eugenics people that are trying to actively get rid of certain people yes. or trait or traits? Yes, yes. Tra- both.
5: Yes, absolutely. So okay. I'll, I'll explain it.
4: So Okay, yeah, please, please, please.
5: So basically, Walter Plecker, he and, uh, and, and invented a couple of things. Let me open up my notes so I don't get this his law wrong, because there's these laws in Virginia where he basically got them passed, and they're all eugenic, eugenics types laws. So basically, there is uh, the Virginian Indian Racial Integrity Act, or the Virginian Racial Integrity Act, if you search this up or anything any anybody talking about it, or you just read it for yourself, you'll see that uh, Walter Plecker basically influenced this law to say certain things. And what it says is that, hey, look, if any body that you deem to be visually Negro cannot be Indian in the state of Virginia, so basically they just took the status away from millions of people. Immediately, just took it away, and this is like ended up in slavery that were once free. Mind you, not from Africa, not from Jamaica or Cuba or anywhere else from Virginia, been here for ten thousand or more years. And these guys come over and it's like, hey, we're gonna reclassify you. And that's that's definitely eugenics. So basically they went to a lot of these tribes and uh during censuses, it's like if you looked white, then and you said like, "Hey, I'm a free white person." They labeled you as that. Uh, the term "mulatto," like, uh, search up in the Blacks Law Dictionary, the fourth, the fourth edition, or really any of the first ten editions, a lot of the, the words are the same. Free white person doesn't mean just hey, your skin is white. And black means dead, literally dead. So legally, though, this is a, this is a legal status. So when people put this shit on their census, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know what mortgage means. <laughs> i don't actually but i should look it up it means Maybe. death you said
2: that that when people yes, have put I'm themselves right. down as black they're literally saying that they're
4: dead
5: absolutely but Walter plecker Walter so like had a, a lot magic, to do with
4: that right what you said again that's like word magic shit it's absolutely. Like, it doesn't mean nothing it has nothing to do with color like let's get yeah. past it, it means yeah. you claim a side but it, the real problem is they don't teach you the the, the rules of the game
5: yeah exactly right?
4: Because yeah. they're cunts. Well, it, no, they-
3: it's not just that they don't teach you the rules of the game. They give you a fake set of rules to keep you a victim Fair for enough. generations <laughs> while they play the rules of the game. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. With def- definitely, definitely.
5: Nah, no, for sure. Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, it's a, it's a rigged fucking thing, man. This whole thing is a fucking shoots and ladders well, out but, here.
5: This so, fucked
3: up. so on <laughs> the on the legal side of things people are actually like hurting themselves by you know on paper identifying yeah.
5: a certain way without knowing yeah. absolutely if you if you identify as white or black and you're an american person you're like wrongfully led into knowing who you are and where your people came from
2: I identify as a toaster as a portuguese <laughs> transsexual toaster
5: well so it's funny that you that you make that joke though because like you know, like all this shit is going on now with the transhumanism shit and like the, the law of gender and how it's like goes hand in hand with that. And it's like, hey, you can identify with, as anything you want. You know what I'm saying? Like this, what I what I'm talking about is literally basically the same thing, but it's like a force into a certain way. Cause like, you, you see how now it's like, oh, they're like really persuading people. Like, hey, maybe you should be something else. You know what I'm saying? Rather than just do what you want. It's just literally the same thing. Yo.
4: Yo, Lil Nas X is like the gay version of Nas. Do you think they're going to take every rapper and do like a gay <laughs> version? <You know> <laughs> oh my God. So,
5: so that, no, that's BKC, son. You know
4: what I'm saying? Y'all seen Boondocks?
5: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the cartoon? Yeah, I know y'all seen uh, Boondocks, Gangs Delicious in them. That's old, bro. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, the, it's the same thing. You yeah. Know? It's the yeah. same exact shit. All uh, right, a lot of these rappers, like they go through humiliation rituals. You feel me? Yeah. Um, not not every single one, but a lot of them. Like once you get to a certain level, they go through humiliation rituals, mm. and people get fucked over. Look at what happened in B2K, or uh, uh, any of these groups where people come out. It's like, oh, my manager was abusing me. And blah 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 blah. Like Justin Bieber was abused. You feel me? Like a lot. Lil of them, Wayne too. Yeah, Lil Wayne, absolutely. Mm. Well, uh, a lot of these people get humiliated and that's a part of it you know i do want to get into that but i don't want to slip
3: past the point you're making about walter plecker i just looked him up and he turns out to be a pretty bad dude in the sense that uh he was fucked up he was an evil man I don't was know. Racist it, was, seems, it seems really like he was yeah. a bad dude. Right. He basically, what he did was he erased the records that would have given the original people who lived in Virginia, the first nations people of Virginia, uh, a right that most native tribes have, you know, some sort of legal status or treaty, right? He deleted, he basically yeah. burnt all their documents yeah. because they had made them with the, the King, you yeah. know, back when it was the Virginia colony. So he said, Oh, you guys, you know, you you made a deal with the enemy. We don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anybody. So they even to this day, yeah, people yeah, who live yeah. in Virginia have issues with that if they're First Nations, uh, legally speaking.
5: Yeah. Holy so shit. like, so like, my family is Indigenous, but I'm considered an African American. You see what I'm saying? Like, wow. We don't come from Africa. We was never from there. I got I got some ancestors from East Africa due to slavery. Like they was slave traders themselves. You know uh from Ethiopia Yemen area Sudan area Juan what are you I'm Puerto Rican
2: but what's that that's
5: yeah, that's
2: that's blacks with from Africa slaves from the the mainstream Afro, slaves from Africa yeah the Spaniards and then and the here. indigenous people yeah, yeah. But what kind is you though which variety is you I'm a mutt I, I don't know I'm, yeah, same, I'm brown but. I, I say that I can say the n word. I mean, I I I got a pass, right? But <laughs> not on this show. show. I don't know, bro. Nah, you know. indig-
5: you you indigenous is fuck one. Well, like that's that's the, that's dodge the hijack, bro. Like really, a lot of motherfuckers from Puerto Rico, like you only look a certain way because there's more European ancestry. But at the end of the day, well, there's
2: full it. blacks in Puerto Rico, like black, like well, yeah, skin tone, and in port- And my my wife's Brazilian, In Brazil, there's. Her cousins are black, like yeah. black. But see, that's Great. the difference
5: with Brazil and Puerto Rico and then like a place like Virginia or Florida even. There's a lot less. So if you look, like, Virginia, like Richmond, Virginia was a port town, right? The second most African slaves came through here than anywhere else in America. There's another place in Texas, I think, that, that, that got us beat by a couple hundred thousand. But when you get down to it, only 380-something thousand uh, West African people actually made it to America from the whole time of slavery. How so many? Three hundred eighty something thousand, like three hundred. Like, search this up. Like no disrespect, but that, I thought the number was like way higher. Exactly, exactly. So and but there's a there's a reason for that because uh, they don't they don't want us to have our land. You see? Do you see what I'm saying? Just like he was saying, how Walter Plecker like literally committed paper genocide wrote a bunch of people out of history because he had this this grudge against the Indians of Virginia because of the, the treaties with the fucking queen or the king. That's uh, fucking wild. As a lot of people do this shit, bro. At least a lot of eugenics uh type people and they use uh so called black people to champion to like to push the narrative, you know, people like Frederick Douglass, people like Marcus Garvey, who say, hey, let's go back to Africa when that's it was never
2: from africa do you see what i'm saying so yeah, it, I'm yeah. is blm another one of those is that what, what it's Absolutely. for because if Absolutely. you're you're spitting some stuff right now and they're how you're saying they're propping this this people who are african african it's like you're not even from africa like i have a buddy of mine who's caribbean and he's right. dark skin and you if you call him african-american he gets kind of mad he's like bro i'm not he's not I'm jamaican and i'm you know, I'm Caribbean. I'm from St. Yeah. Thomas or something yeah. like that. But yeah, his
5: ancestors are probably Maroons. You know what I'm saying? If he's a dark-skinned Caribbean man, his ancestors are probably indigenous and they're probably Maroons or like mm-hmm. Taínos. Yeah, Carabs, wow.
2: air wax. Arabs,
3: Arabx,
5: Arabs, Well, and exactly. that's the
3: that's the politicizing of biology. That's the boundaries, imaginary boundaries that have been cast by the people who are creating geomantic spells that last yeah. generations right and this is a part of it when they came to the new world they had a new atlantis in mind a garden of eden and the people here were you know written out of history because they stood in the way you know they stood in the way uh, of you know this royal right to own property and and we all know how frivolous yeah. That is, but we we're talking about masonry. We got our uh, resident mason joining us here, paranoid American Thomas G. joining Illuminati us confirmed. <laughs> in the <laughs> live stream right now. Uh,
0: he's a paranoid, paranoid American,
1: and yeah, he's ranting about conspiracies again. All right, time to go home, everybody.
2: got the, the Freemason. Oh
1: man. Oh, God damn. So we're we had, the, the brothers got together recently and said that we're not allowed to talk about that anymore. So just just cut it.
3: <laughs> All right, live stream. <laughs> cut it. Forget you heard that live stream. We'll cut this out of the final cut. Uh, oh, anyways, do we have our men in black or a memory eraser? Just erase the memory of the audience. We have
2: a minute that is black, <laughs> and we have now a minute in black. I get. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, Juan.
3: Juan's taking a lot of creative license with this live stream. Anyways, we were just talking about some hidden history of America, and now we have the the paranoid American with us, a fellow Florida man. Welcome to the show. We're here with our, our guest tonight, Gravy, and we figured Put since this on. is the first uh, inaugural live stream that we're going to be doing every other Tuesday we'd bring some friends along uh, halfway through and keep it exciting. So Gravy, feel free to stick around as long as you'd like. Uh, we'll keep All talking right. about... We'll, we'll keep on the topic we're on because I, I think everybody in the chat and everyone here sitting in on this Zoom call, my girlfriend Tara, who's listening with headphones on over there, uh, love what we're getting into, and I think Thomas does as well, or at least he might be interested. Maybe we'll... we'll Get a, a comic book one day about this, but anyways, uh, where were we, Gravy? You're rolling uh, up a joint. Don't let yeah. me interrupt you. I could keep talking if you want some time to roll that up.
5: No, nah, you good, bro? We, he was mentioning, um, he was mentioning uh, the masonry aspect of it. These are you don't want to skip past it. Mm. Well, that's
3: the interesting thing because there's a. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's the Prince Hall chapter of Freemasonry and Mm -hmm. and you know they're centered in the Caribbean I think or have some roots there (laughs)
2: Thomas is Prince Albert
1: (laughs) he's in a can okay that's a that's an interesting topic actually because uh, not not too long ago we're on a podcast and someone was asking about Freemasonry and, and racism and one of the points that that I had to look up that was kind of shocking is that as of like 2021 20, i think it was or at least this year technically uh prince hall freemasonry and regular masonry within the united states are su- are supposed to be able to commingle but uh, mm-hmm. like as it rolls out through state by state through each state's grand lodge the last i had looked within florida Like I would be allowed to go to just any Prince Hall Masonry as long as I got the invite. But if someone that was only in Prince Hall Masonry wanted to go to a regular, you know, quote unquote, regular lodge, they would have to actually get approval from the Grand Lodge in order to do that without it being kind of considered of like this gray area co-masonry so even though that there's supposed to be this like full embrace of prince hall masonry it is so recent that you know the red tape is still kind of getting cut in places uh, which is very much like a modern day version of it are we allowed to know that dude
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) you you know
5: Yeah, that sounds like, like, and it's not
1: every state, by the way. I think like there's only maybe (laughs) yeah they're coming after us now. I think there's only like four or five states that are still waiting for like a full integration between masonry and Prince Hall. Florida just happens to be one of that those final stragglers. I'm Yo, sorry.
2: Paranoid American cutout right now. He's...
1: Yeah. I, I'm sorry to cut you off, Thomas, but Juan,
3: you cannot play that sound effect when our friend here's rolling up a joint. You know what kind of fear you just put in through his whole body? I mean, geez, you scared me and I'm I'm yeah, not. Even going... I not know what
5: the fuck that is. <laughs> oh man. Anyways,
3: yeah, it's it's a strange situation. Uh, and I wonder, you know, if the uh, Knights of the Golden Circle have anything to do with this too? Because I forget which podcast I was on. I think it was Wednesday Ultra, and they came up as a group that had a lot of influence in the Caribbean as well. And I'm like, what are what do they have to do with this whole equation?
4: Dude, think about those islands like those are, like it's a little town, dude. And you know how you drive into every little town that says like uh, Mason. At work, and it says like the one, the other one with the Lions Club, and then there's the other. And I would imagine every port is like that, kind of like right. You pull up, there'd be established business, there'd be established, you know, layers within layers. You know, for example,
5: yeah, yeah that makes sense. Honestly, dude, uh nah, that makes perfect sense. I the the Knights of the Golden Circle. That's what you mentioned, right, Mark? Yes. So, I if if I'm not mistaken. Because I was doing some research on the KKK not too long ago. I'm not mistaken. They had like a huge hand in starting the KKK by way of like the Dixiecrats in Virginia and like the Civil War and shit. That's kind of why I
3: brought it up because Thomas just used the phrase Freemasonry and racism. And on this show that I was on recently, somebody said the opposite of that. They were like, oh, no, no, no. That's all, you know, historical conjecture. And the KKK (laughs) was started by something else. And I I had almost been certain that i had read somewhere that the knights of the golden circle uh basically became the kkk but the knights of the golden circle were like devoted to stealing away all of this gold to prop up the south in the civil war uh so that eventually the south could fight again and obviously that never happened so with all that rage they just ended up resorting to being gang and criminals you know
5: yeah no, nah, you're absolutely right. Um, they, they were supposed to, uh, basically they wanted to make a, a new South. They wanted to expand the South to include Mexico and Jamaica and like Puerto Rico, a couple other islands. They wanted to, they wanted that to like still be uh, the, the slave trade. Because mind you, this like mostly slaves aren't coming from Africa. These are indigenous people and they're being separated by the concept of duality, the black and white. So it's like if you're an indigenous person, it doesn't matter what tribe, if you could pass for life, like if it's one generation uh, away from being like completely a so-called white man, you were marked off as white on your senses. And if it's like your opposite, you could be like brother and sister and the brother could be marked off as Negro or colored and the sister could be marked off as white. And this is where a lot of confusion comes in. You know what I'm saying? Um Because I don't know if you know anything about five dollar Indians, but all this, all this is like like pro before. Well, it's almost like
3: it's almost like on a human scale, selective breeding. Like they're politically incentivizing a shade skin to go with a certain shade of skin in order to almost like, um, almost like you know, maximize those qualities. Right. So you're either really bright white, or you're really bright black or you're really bright orange or you're really bright red you know like they're they're extremifying it to like create a division where before maybe it was more of a palette where there's not so much of a black and white it's more of like well there's Eighteen different colors. So who cares about what color you are? You just you're just human.
1: (laughs) I mean, if if you know anything about those, like uh, rich white scientists from Europe, they fucking love to categorize shit, bro. That's like classification.
3: Yeah, it's a whole science. The (laughs) whole science of classification. The Linnaeus, Carl Linnaeus. He was like the biggest dork ever. He loved writing down little types of plants. I mean,
1: there's a point to it, but if also like to be in that kind of a mindset where every time you see something, you're like, "Mm, "What bucket do I put this one in?" <laughs> Think about this one. It's a weird fucking mindset to always be in. You know, you know mm. who
2: came up with eugenics? Take a wild fucking guess. Mark, it's fucking one of your German. It's one of your favorite people in no, history. It's ever? Not bro. my favorite
1: people. Came up with. Let's hear what what the answer is here. Goddamn German. Pythagoras
2: was the one of the first people. <laughs> that's
1: your
3: favorite the, person, dude. Come on, <laughs> dude. Listen,
1: listen <laughs> that's why Donald
2: Plato. Dude. That's why Plato wrote about it. That's what, No, and Aristotle, too. All these guys were jumping off each other. That's why Plato wrote about it in, in the Republic. Huh. Where he, they wanted to well. segregate certain groups of people. Only certain people could breed with each other to keep this line. Yeah. Again, back. And that's what these...
3: I don't know if you ever tried to date a Greek girl, but uh, her <laughs> brothers are usually the first ones to stop that. So, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I
2: can't relate. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Pythagoras was one of the first to come up with this idea of selective breeding. And then from there, he's one of the fathers of Western philosophy that trickled down. And we were actually in competition. Germany was actually in competition with us with eugenics because they were trying to beat us. In, in in 1912,
1: 1919, all these years, they were sterilizing. Not just competition, bro. It was like hip hop, right? Like America came up with it, showed the world how to do it. And now Germany is still 10 years behind. Like, oh, we really want to be good at that. How did you guys get so good at that? You know?
2: Well, cause it's always been inverted. It's always been like, Oh no, they were the first ones to do this horrible stuff and world war two and stuff. And when you actually start to read about it and learn about it, you go, wait a minute, we were doing it before that. We were innovating before them with that type of stuff. If if you you think about it, it,
1: if, if uh, Germany hadn't gone, you know, to the extent that they did, There's a good chance that eugenics could still be like a a common, you know, non taboo topic. It's just that, you know, one guy took that shit so far Mm -hmm. that everyone's like, I don't even want to see anything related to eugenics anymore. That's That's why they hide now.
5: You know what I'm saying? That's why that's why they like they they hide. They still into it. Everybody's into it. All the richest motherfuckers. They love
1: you. I'm just gonna change the name around a little bit. Now it's called like designer babies. Right? Now yeah, it's yeah, called exactly.
3: transhumanism, bro. Trans,
5: transhumanism.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I was just talking to a person
3: who had a sort of a, a positive spin on transhumanism. They were like, "Oh well, it, it could help people with disabilities." And you know, wouldn't you want to have okay. superpowers too? And the whole time I was just thinking, like, you know, in all respect to this guest, they were fabulous. But uh but you know, was, the the Rich people are going to use that against everybody else. It's classism. Yeah. It always goes back to classism. Everything we're talking about is classism, and they it use is. racism to hide the fact that it's classism, at least in the last 100 or so years.
4: Yeah, Think about true. this. One side is racism. The other side is just a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> just a fetish? bombs
1: over here. <laughs>
3: so, you're, so you're saying maybe in a 100 or 200 years, people's fetishes will be like public information and it'll be so now, used against right us in, in stigma like,
4: <laughs> right now it's in style to be like dude i'll you know i'm into like whatever but like yeah you're into whatever but the through line it's fat bitches you know what i mean or whatever feet <laughs> you, <think. laughs> you know what i mean whatever you <laughs> grave digger gets me
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no i do chris <laughs> uh, Chris, r- make a point, please. Don't just leave yeah, us hanging with that. Think about
4: it. Man. Think about it. My shit what? is real, dude.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, I think me and the chat are lost, but uh, everyone else seems to understand what's I going on you. here.
2: Why do we have Chris on the show, bro? Like He, <laughs> he comes up with these crazy obscure ideas I don't know where he's like digging somewhere one out in the cosmos, one, bro.
4: one side is like love and openness like wow like I'm down with whatever like people of all different races should be able to co-mingle and yada 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 right yeah and the other is just like I just want to fuck feet I don't <laughs> care like just whatever you know what I mean give me feet on the feet you know what I mean
3: Oh my gosh! Well, this is a great this is a great time to bring uh, another person into this live stream. Uh, we got Shane Newsome, uh, the host of uh, "I Knew Some, But I Didn't Know at All" podcast. He's also a, a very talented musician. We're just bringing all the peoples together right now. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Chris kind of threw a monkey wrench, and I don't know. First of all,
4: how dare you, son of a bitch! Gravedigger got my back; he goes understands what I'm saying. Well, homunculusologist knows. What I was I'm just about
3: to about. say you threw a monkey wrench at me, and now I don't know where you were. And now I want to introduce Shane. Shane knows everybody. Hello, everybody what knows up, Shane. Uh, and now we got six I people here, here in the first Illuminati confirmed <laughs> live stream ever. But let's get back on topic. Shane, jump in whenever you feel like you have
2: something to say. Fuck yeah. Me and Shane have actually done an episode together but he doesn't remember me, but that's how stoned he Aww. was. Oh, no, <laughs> dude. Uh, yeah, dude, I remember. Juan, I'm sorry, man. That's I didn't it realize it was you. You didn't have all the crazy lights and hats and shit, dude. <laughs> I think I might have been in Miami for that episode, but yeah, we, we've podcasted before together. Hell yeah, brother.
3: Well, we're live I and I just, you know, I should explain to the two people that just jumped in randomly this is illuminati confirmed live you never know what could happen next mm. we could have an even crazier guest than this lunatic that just joined in who's smoking a bowl on youtube live uh so who knows we could we could fill this up with nine though. people i'm just like know? an orchestrator here i'm like all right we're going to start with gravy we're going to put some thomas in there and then we're going to finish it off with shane Newsom. Who knows where this conversation can go now? But we're here, so let's let's stay on topic because where we were was very interesting. Gravy, do you remember where we were?
5: Um, I don't remember exactly where we were. We we're talking <laughs> about mystery, but I I I got I, I thought about something while Tell, we were like hit me. in between. Let's hear it. So so uh, you know like uh, in the Bible, like in uh First Kings the Second Kings, it talks about uh the the hebrews the israelites uh, establishing israel and judah mm. um and how the phoenician empire like helped them like become like a nom- nomadic people and just like chill in that in that area and like develop the civilization and shit because mm-hmm. they were just a warring traveling people they didn't have any building skills right and uh i so, like, I have a theory about this because remember you know, I was mentioning earlier about how a lot of indigenous people in the East Coast have these uh, Semitic origins. Um, I think that because, all right, So you knew like Joseph Smith and fucking how he thinks like Utah is like the holy land and shit. Right. But he really and just ended up getting, He really. <laughs> he really just ended up getting kicked out to there, you know. Mm, but
3: he was exiled. But, yeah
5: exactly but if you like if you really look into it though like utah is a crazy place to pick because utah and judah are, are etymologically the same mm. you know what i'm saying uh u- utah is like jays didn't exist if you dig what i'm saying mm. so like uda you know what i'm saying u- utah is the same it's the same shit you that's it it comes from the u indians but they even even Saying that, all right, this word comes from these you Indians, these are Aboriginals, with this Semitic language. You know, if you look at the uh the relationship between Algonquin and Hebrew is super similar. Mm. Uh and any Algonquin derivative language is super similar to these Semitic languages like Aramaic, Hebrew, Amharic, Arabic, you know what I'm saying? They similar names, similar customs and beliefs, but they, when the colon the colon colonizers got here, they considered the people savages and pagans. So I, I think I think that's a part of like a hijack as well, like some COINTELPRO pro bullshit. Like I'm, I'm gonna use a Coontell pro like a term though, cause like this is before it existed, obviously. But I'm saying like just some bullshit in that in that vein. Um, like hey, these guys are literally related to these other guys. Let's like stop that connection mm. you know what i'm saying right right uh, let's make let's make these people think something completely different so then we can use the shit that they're using for our benefit you see just like what one talks about with the old buildings and shit in florida and like how like it's like half built on one side and another you know what i'm saying or uh shit that you talk about with just the geomancy and uh certain people moving into places to be there to to have that energy of keeping the names of certain places. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the names don't change, but the concepts and the people change. Right.
3: Well, I mean, you could find it anywhere here in New England, and I'm sure across the United States, places like Salem and, uh, you know, Bethlehem and other, you yeah. know, biblical references, and they sort of play that name game and repeat things. But I've often wondered if there isn't some kind of consciousness uh, that's like, in the landscape itself that makes a person decide to name it that, right? Because if we're going to just go along with what history tells us, okay, some Joe Schmo decided, okay, this is going to be Salem, Massachusetts, right? But, I mean, when you look at what's happened since in Salem, clearly that particular Salem has some weird energy, right? I mean, everybody knows (laughs) what Salem, Massachusetts is associated with. If I said Salem, New Hampshire, you would be like, hmm, I don't, I could, you know, give me something to work with yeah what, what what are they known for and i'll tell you not much other than maybe ufos and, and bears going through your trash but uh,
2: dudes who like to fuck feet
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah well hey, you bear? know <laughs>
4: where are we going
3: shout out to Juan's podcast uh the one-on-one podcast that's where you can find more of his uh fetish talk but uh Hey, yeah. you son of a bitch, you give me
0: credit for that shit.
3: <laughs> I was making a point, but please I'm, somebody I'm, help I'm, me out. I played a metal show in a sushi bar in Salem. In Salem, Mass? Yeah. Oh, dude. okay.
4: <laughs> we did a field trip there when we were little kids, dude, from Connecticut. We They took the whole third grade there to Salem Village. Oh, yeah. I went, too. Yeah? Yeah, they Wait, did.
5: y'all learn about the fucking witch, witch trials? Yeah, they oh, took yeah, us I into a, a, a mock show. trial.
3: Yeah, they gave... Uh-huh. they. Gave us, like, the mock trial, and there was some woman that pretended to be a witch. You know, she was acting
4: like a witch. They were all in, like, time period garb. You, like, make (laughs) candles and shit. Yeah. It's like we went
2: to this mock mock up ritual and they sacrificed us to Moloch and
1: <laughs> had everything and they had the effigy. It's like going to the Holy Land experience. Yeah, you know, that's. Here in a, like, I'm, I'm curious, is there like a consensus on the actual truth of what happened to Salem? Because my interpretation well, is. I that,
3: love that you asked because we were <laughs> just touching on this before with what Gravy was saying about you know the actual heritage and ancestry of some of the native people, because Tichaba, right? Right. Yeah. Tichiba is, yeah. is what is like the most famous Tichuba. witch and and what's interesting about Titchaboe she right? her, she her wasn't was also there I didn't know that part, but what I know is is Tichuba is not like a, a typical witch, right? A lot of witches were like you know a, a virgin or maiden, an unmarried woman uh, or even more like a widow. This woman was a, uh, I think she was like somebody's slave or somebody's housekeeper and she came from the yes. Caribbean. Right. So whether she was free or not, she was not like your typical witch. A lot of the witches that were hung were like typically young women or, you know, elderly women. But it was a lot of the times the witches were it was just social power, like somebody wanted social power over another person. So they would make up a story that this person was a witch. And but with Tichaba, she was actually doing some hoodoo magic potentially. And and that's what started it.
1: I I heard some some interesting, uh, on like a quick tangent on that, the whole like accusing other people of being witches, I can't remember the source of this, it was so fascinating that there was an incentive that before there was sort of like a welfare system in the colonies, um, and also in Europe, that when you saw like that old lady across the street, just like in constant agony and pain, and just like always needing help with stuff, There was like this incentive for the community kind of just like accuse them of being a witch so that the community would take like the old people and like the you know like the the, what they consider like leeches on the town and just absolve (laughs) the responsibility And as soon as they started implementing some kind of rudimentary welfare systems, a lot of that stopped along with the decree from like the the papacy. But along like that welfare system, all of a sudden, like removed a little bit of the burden of the neighbors that had to like live with the aging population
3: and and that's that's the that's like the trick of the state it's like yeah we'll we'll remove your temporary problems and create a permanent problem like here's the here's the permanent problem being stuck on welfare and being economically trapped for your whole life i mean I, i wouldn't i don't think anyone would argue that welfare is ultimately a good thing it's probably good in certain cases but yeah, maybe it saved people but from being hung as a for witch. Welfare, is, it was an
1: interesting, like yeah, no, of, I hear it, like, you. A, it provides an incentive for you to call someone else a witch, not just you want to get above them in society, but like right. get this old lady out of here. Mm, right, right, right. It's like fucking Monty he's Python,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but he's not even dead. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, give him the nose. You know, you guys didn't know what we're talking about—a Monty Python skit and all that. Monty Python, irrelevant, rail, bro. I was, irrelevant.
5: I saw that like one time when I was a kid. Oh, the it uh, it's like a, it's like an eighties movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, British it's, humor. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's
3: irrelevant yeah. to the conversation. Chris just wants to seem cool by giving Wait, no, some no, old no, no. guy, I guy no. reference. Brought it up, dude. <laughs> I, <didn't> I brought <laughs> it up. I'm the youngest one here. Well, all right. Well, thank <laughs> you for validating. Being a witch, dude. What <laughs> yeah, are you man. talking I,
4: about? <laughs> Mark, all right. <laughs> you silly fucking goose, dude! You need to listen, buddy. You know, somebody sure, first in the all, said money, dude, First of all, what's <laughs> going on here? They had ergot it's really fucking stupid fungus, movie.
1: Shit.
3: Oh, he just said something smart. Okay, enough with the movie references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wait, enough with the movie it? references. What Thomas, Thomas asked about this, and Chris just gave another explanation. We should we should highlight that because Chris is smart. I don't like the movie references generally, but the ergot <laughs> the ergot um apparently that's a theory that oh in massachusetts there was ergot and it was going spoiling the bread and and everybody was hallucinating and that's why there was this witch crisis yeah, mm. yeah i don't know that, I, that, that early
1: way. early cia operation yeah that
3: pre, sounds pre pre oss sounds fishy to me <laughs> As i don't know the
1: mason yeah, I think
3: that's some <laughs> one of those. Have like, you
2: noticed that whenever we come up with a conspiracy, Thomas always has this weird, almost like sympathetic, <laughs> ass ah. kind of like whatever is happening, like MKUltra You know, they did this horrible stuff to people. He's like, but did it help advance science <laughs> <laughs> in what sort of way? Did we yeah. now we're able to? You know what I mean? He, it's
1: kind of sucks. Do you like Ron. VR or not, Juan? I mean, you got to give up <laughs> something to get something, right? Just it's like fun. any magical formula. Yeah. It's fun. yeah.
3: That's not so the microphone blocking the green screen. That's the green screen absorbing Thomas and pulling him <laughs> into the Matrix. Caressing him. He's
1: just
2: like being yeah. caressed by the green screen. <laughs> Dude, my background's yeah. real. Oh, Dude, the green screen gosh. is at the top. Everybody's watching, like taking notes. Like,
4: All right.
5: kill next? Mark. All right.
3: Well, yeah. Thank you. That's, that's how I feel. This show has become Kill Tony. It's become Kill Mark. Uh, everyone's trying to make jokes. Let's get back. And I started it. I'll take the blame. Let's get back to the topic though, because I feel like we are somewhere we have a mason with us. Uh, who, who you can Throwing guess who if you don't know who it is?
2: And pulling them up and seeing if they're still alive, then they're which.
3: <laughs> mm, yeah, well, no, not there. I wasn't talking about before you got here, Shane. we were on I'm some, sorry. it's okay. Well, no, it's well, not well, your fault. I got here.
1: <laughs> you said that you were on a cool, um, sort of conversation about like unknown parts of America or something. And oh, I had yeah. just kind of huh. like kicked hidden right in history. the middle of that. No, yeah, you, history. You, you picked up on that. We've
3: been, okay. we, we're still talking about that. We're really, we're talking more about like the hidden history of America throughout this whole show. Well, I love it. Well, I, I got
1: feel- a, I got a vein that kind of riffs on top of Salem and continues. There. I had been working on one of those little chick-chack pamphlets. The one that I really been wanting to work on for a while is about the satanic panic and it traces specifically the American satanic panic and it really did kind of start with Salem was like the the big one everyone knows about, but really kind of predates that by maybe a century or so, because a lot of the people coming over, they kind of like everywhere they saw it was, you know, demons and magic. So the second they get off the boat and they see someone they're just like a little bit different, you know, wearing like red shoes instead of brown shoes, it's like they're doing witchcraft that's the devil like it was to that level of you know because these are Puritans that like literally left their country into the unknown just to get away from someone that didn't meet like every little check mark and that's
3: still in the fabric of like New England and even East Coast of like uh, like, you know oh the sense of humor is like oh this person's this like now the cancel culture is so sensitive about this kind of stuff but that's like ingrained in this melting pot kind of area and and that's where
1: Satan panic kind of comes from too right and like salem being like the first big one that's on record but there were so many that came after that and i think the last documented witch trial was like in the mid to late 1700s so it wasn't even that long ago the guy got let off but he actually like went to court and had to plead his case that he wasn't a warlock (laughs)
5: that's actually crazy uh there's uh, a couple of things like about magic that I was like studying because I remember that book I was trying to mention earlier to you, Mark, about mm-hmm. uh, just uh, early Jews, Jews in, yeah. in America. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, the book is called Jews and Muslims in British colonial America. You could just Google that shit. Okay. Um, and basically it talks about the undesirables that I was talking about that got kicked out of their whatever home country. Ended up in America, and a lot of Puritans, because mind you, some of these people are Puritans, uh, so-called Black people, and then uh, some other Puritans followed. You know what I'm saying? Um, just because there's already that culture here, um, and they got along with a lot of Indians for a good hundred years until this duality idea came. You know what I'm saying? But they were, they were like the culture was like pervasive in the community. That's why Jamestown is the way it is, New England is the way it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, everybody was cool at first. And that's why a lot of people are even still Christian to this day, or it's like evangelical or Baptist or whatever the fuck, like, it's just, it, it's kind of like second nature. People don't even know why they fucking go to church or why their grandma took them to the church or whatever the fuck, whatever race you are, you know? Um, and then like a lot of Latin people got became Catholic forcefully, but, um, that also lines up with their indigenous beliefs, the Catholicism. That's why, like, the voodoo is just a mixture of the Catholicism with the indigenous beliefs. But all they did was align their patron saints from Catholicism with the gods from whatever they believed. Mm. But the practices, like, the prayerful ways and like the ritual aspects are super similar because the cultures are all Semitic. Mm.
3: Now academia tells us that's because, well, if they didn't hide them within the sainthood archetype, then they would lose that tradition. But you're saying yeah. it's more of like a positive syncretism because both were true and now it's the best of both. Is that kind of what you're saying?
5: Absolutely. That's why that's why the really Lulu works so well. That's mm. what I think. Wow. Because because like think about it, right? Like if if, if they were hiding and because I like think about the Khazars. You know, they they had their pagan practices within the Judaism, but you'd see these these this small sect of Jews be like have this powerful money magic. Why does it work so well? Be, you know what I'm saying? It's because Absolutely, of, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say they hit it, you know what I'm saying? Because they, they, they definitely had to.
3: Well, here's the but, thing. Here's the thing. You have a larger energy body that you're working with if you're practicing within a group of people like Catholicism as opposed to maybe like a unknown religion, right? Because the, the, yeah. an unknown religion is working off of that energy that them and their immediate following can muster up, right? 10, yeah. 15 people. Lynn McTaggart says you only need eight people, right? But imagine the power that you could have doing energy magic, working within something like the Catholic Church, because you're tapping yeah. into the consciousness of millions and millions of people. I mean, Buddhism... Islam, Christianity, they're all working this sort of egregore. Each of them have their own egregore. And the larger the egregore, the more, you know, the more weight you play on the field, you know, the more things you can do. The, the Who knows? I mean, maybe I'm just I mean, sort of.
2: I, I got to say, I uh, my mom had stage four melanoma cancer and like pretty much everyone was like, yeah, hey, you're going to die. And uh, I mean, they prayed for her at my Catholic church. I don't I mean, I don't attend anymore. But um, I mean, I can't say it didn't
4: help, you know?
5: Mm. Yeah, I've, I've seen people be healed uh, like in real time by laying on of hands. And I always thought that was crazy as fuck. Mm. Yeah. It's man. like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Cause like, cause sometimes you see this shit on fake, like it's fake with the TV evangelists and shit. And let's like, just get up and start running. Like this person who wasn't blind is obviously the an actor. And now they're not blind blinding. Like as a kid, I used to go to these, uh, these really like super small churches, like super religious churches. I, I'm, I grew up in Petersburg, Virginia. I don't know if you know where that is, but yeah. it's like a really, really small town, country-ass place, um, a lot of indigenous people. And the church, like people are just super, like super, super superstitious. You know, and you can't say I've seen it a lot in my life, but as a child, I definitely see people being healed by laying on of hands. I always thought that was crazy as fuck. Mm. Um, has anyone
1: here been to <clears throat> multiple different Christian denominational churches before? Yeah, yeah.
5: absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. All yeah. kinds. I was a part of the cult, uh, the International Church of Christ. I don't know cool. if anybody has heard of that shit. No, well, what,
1: uh, yeah. Let's, what's the cool about part? The cult? Wow, the
5: ICC. Where like, th- you're on the well, IC just, right now,
1: so that's pretty interesting. Let, let's say you're trying to sell it, right? You're in the cult now, and you're trying to get me to join. No, like, no, no, no. Like, what are what are the pros, man? Let me let me hear what like the biggest. Uh pros
5: are. I wouldn't say there were any pros to me. Well, actually, I lied. Let me let me, let me take that back. And think you got to get that. sold on it somehow, right? Well, basically, it, it presents itself as a normal church. And that's why it gets people, And you know what I'm saying? I think that's why it, people. it presents itself as a normal church. But these people, like, have this sense of community that normal churches don't usually have. And so, like, it draws people who don't know, like, all the details. And it's like, oh, damn, like, these people are actually together. These like people are actually following the Bible. So it's like, I want to be a pro- like if you're looking for a church to join. It's like that it seems like a kind of church you want to join. But once you get in the church notice that they're, they're on some shit you know uh one of the big things is that uh well everybody's called a disciple and and you can't be a part of the church unless you're a disciple uh, of jesus specifically uh, obviously but basically like by doing that you have to study these 12 lessons that they came up with specifically um to to be baptized in their church they believe that their church is the one true church of the world, just like how Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses do. And that uh everybody else is wrong and that you have to go through these things and follow the Bible exactly in order to be uh saved and go to heaven. Like you can't just say it. And so that comes with a lot of weird practices. Like uh by the time you get to the study called the confession study, basically they make you tell they 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 make you tell them every sin that you've ever committed.
4: Fucking um, blackmail. It sounds pretty
5: yeah, Catholic. Yeah, yeah no, nah, super
1: Catholic. But I mean, we're just talking about like the OG intelligence yeah. agencies, right? Like tell me all your yeah. secrets, go share it up the <laughs> chain. Yeah. yeah. What'd you, wait, hey, what'd you
4: do this week? Uh <laughs> ten, ten Hail Marys. Yo, write that shit down, son.
5: Yeah, weird. But it's it's fucked up though because uh it doesn't really matter what age. So basically, after the age of knowing, like the Bible talks about, there's an age of knowing, like where you like, just know right from wrong, like that youthful innocence is gone. And basically, they, they believe that age is around 12, 13 years old. And so basically, they make you study the Bible in this very specific way to be baptized in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And they pick people who are part of the church who they think will be like you. You know what I'm saying? It's like some weird narcissistic shit like where they pick, like, a person who they think is similar to you to so, to be, like, your elder to study with. So then, like, you get into the church and shit. And then basically, like, you know what I'm saying? You have this idea that the church is just like this, but then you start to be other people. Mm. And you can't date outside of the church. You can't talk to your family members outside of the church. You like, there's all kinds of shit that you have to do like everything is done inside the church. There's no relationships outside of church. This is very heavy, like a
1: people's temple vibes or like Oneida mm, yeah. uh, community vibes yeah. where like you get married. And like, I guess uh, you're describing almost like a mentorship, but like in the people's temple and Oneida and some of the other ones, it would just be like, I like if that guy and that girl made kids, like y'all are married now, go and reproduce. And like, you don't have a say in it because the pastor decided that that's what's going to happen. Did they that
4: do that something
5: like- very similar to that.
4: How long did it take you to figure out it was up? like 10, 15 minutes, or what? Like
5: mm-hmm. No, so I was a kid when I joined. Basically, my mom and my dad split. It was like seven, oh, six boy. or seven, something yeah. like that. My my dad moved to Virginia Beach, so I would go down to Virginia Beach like every other weekend. And he joined the church, so every time I would go down there, like spring break, weekends and shit, I'm at this church. And basically, it, like I, got, I did get baptized when I was like fourteen or something. And it basically, got to a point where it was like, hey, like you're a little older now, you're getting baptized and shit. Like you got to go to the church in Richmond, like when you go back home, like you know what I'm saying. Like you got to go link with the brothers out there. Like you, you can't have like the same friends and shit that you had. And it was just really weird. But I figured it out because I had a little brother who was born with cerebral palsy, and he was supposed to die when he was like four, but he lived to be like thirteen. And when he he died when I was like sixteen. And uh basically when he died, he told my stepmom that um he didn't go to heaven because he was never baptized. And that shit made me look at shit like completely differently. Like it caused my mom and my dad to break up. or my stepmom and my dad to, to get divorced That's and shit.
4: Whoever said that.
3: That's some
4: heavy so,
5: stuff, man. But you but you got like this is their belief. Like, this is heavy. Like, just like you said, like, they all believe this shit. So, even the person, just like you said, fuck that evil clint, is not just that person. Like, they all believe it. Mm. Um, they, it doesn't mean that it's right. Him.
4: It doesn't mean that it's... No, I don't, I
5: don't think, think it's right, right at all.
4: Shit ...like that, you know what I mean? It means that they're dickheads that have been fucking <laughs> tricked by some other dickhead. No offense. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, no, hey, right
5: I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that shit. Yeah.
3: And we're we're not ending just yet, but we are going to go over to our Patreon and continue this conversation. So folks who want to hear the end of this conversation, where we get into this story a little bit more, sign up on the one-on-one Patreon, sign up on the, my family thinks I'm crazy Patreon and maybe sign up on the, chris proser patreon if he makes one one day who knows but uh for everybody on youtube thank you for tuning in with us we love you uh there will be a new episode of esoteric america it's already playing right now so go watch that or sign up on the patreon and hear the rest of this conversation peace
0: Follow me, no hashtags. Marijuana leaf, plus had the flame that the have been fanning. You tried to flip on the dismount and choked on the landing. Looking for a discount, a cheap understanding. Got a beef with the branding. Cheap reefer, brandy. Backpack super is a family thing. You the goof for your group, call them Chandler. Silver chain, still paying in change. Waiting for the flop, you better fall when you can. All the dogs root back. Hi. We came to bring the roots back. Grew up on the roots, the woo and the boom back. Tell them who's that? The kid from the backpack. Always shipping something, I a another sack Tell them root back. Hi. We came to bring the roots back. Grew up on the roots, the woo and the boom back. Tell them who's that? Backpack Always oh, sipping something or twisting a fat twist sack me oh, Smuggling that contraband Watching bondage videos In the mom in Pakistan oh, 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 Skipping your obnoxious song oh, Tell me when the cops are gone Live without my radio Cause oh, real oh, hip hop is gone oh, Now it's all stocks and bonds oh, All options gone You pay DJs that can't cut For shitty little drops and songs Starving his pockets home Finger in the socket strong with oh, oh, it be a bit of a struggle oh, But really not this oh, slow Simmons transformed, firestorm. Thought talent meant something. I guess I was wrong. Sky is gone. Storm clouds crying along Vicious. Even the bishop could slip up and just die upon My stream of consciousness. Moon stars, rocket ships coming, and trying and to stop Ooh, it. We Got crowbars, hockey sticks, looking for that club shit. That's what I mix my vodka with. That malt liquor, wine cooler, swag surfing. Shipping something, a twist, a fat sack Tell him who back ah. He came to bring the roots back grew up on the roots, the root in the boom back Tell him who's that Hit kid from the backpack Always shipping something, a twist, and a fat sack Tell him who back